This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, doctors raise concerns over dementia care, Greeks reject international bailout and victory for Lewis Hamilton at Silverstone. BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. The Royal College of GPs was responding to an online survey for the Alzheimer's Society. More from Adam Brimelow. In a UK poll of more than 1,000 GPs, half said the NHS wasn't doing enough for people with dementia and two-thirds said social services were falling short. Over a quarter of GPs said they'd be less likely to refer people with suspected dementia if support services weren't in place. In a statement, the Department of Health said the Prime Minister had set a challenge for all NHS and social care staff to be trained to provide meaningful care and support for people with dementia, their carers and their families. The Greek people have voted to reject the terms of an international bailout with more than 60% rejecting further austerity. The Greek Prime Minister said the no vote was not a vote against Europe but a mandate for him to negotiate a viable solution to Greece's debt crisis. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow to decide how to respond. Richard Ashworth is the Conservative Party leader in the European Parliament. You just can't vote away a debt that you've got. We would have to come to the European taxpayers and say, give us some more money so we can put into a black hole of people who are determined not to change their ways. That's not acceptable. A relative of the family of 12 from Luton who are understood to have travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State group has urged them to return home. Abdul Latif, whose brother and son are among the group, said his family had a great life in the UK. Speaking to the BBC from his home in Bangladesh, Mr Latif said he believed the family had been radicalised by one of the younger women. I suspect my nieces, especially the youngest one who's called Razia, they were a bit radical. They were excessive with their niqab. I've heard that a year ago my niece Razia was questioned by British police there. Razia might have arranged the whole thing. A 46-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder of a police officer after an incident at a block of flats in High Wycombe in the early hours of Saturday morning. One of the officers who went to the address in Olympic Way was attacked with a chisel. He suffered only minor injuries. A 46-year-old woman received hospital treatment for minor injuries. A review of phone scams shows that 80% of victims are over 55. The Financial Ombudsman Service is urging people to highlight the risks to older relatives. In sport, Lewis Hamilton admits he was close to tears as he won his third British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Stevenage driver is now 17 points clear at the top of the World Championship. 140,000 people salute Lewis Hamilton as he comes across the line. Williams could have won the race, but it was Hamilton who did win the race. And King Lewis reigns at Silverstone. I'm so happy with that. Thank you to all the fans that are coming. That one was for you. Thank you. The weather, dry and sunny, cloudier this afternoon though, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Summer was gone the heat died down And autumn reached for a golden crown Look behind as I heard a sigh But this was the time of no reply The sun went down and the crowd went home 
I was left by the roadside all alone I turned to speak as they went by But this was the time of no reply The time of no reply Is calling me to stay no hello and no goodbye To leave there is no way The trees on the hill had nothing to say They would keep their dreams till another day So they stood and thought and wondered why For this was the time of no reply Time goes by from year to year And no one asks why I'm standing here But I have my answer as I look to the sky This is the time of no reply The time of no reply Is calling me to stay Summer was gone and the heat died down And autumn reached for her golden crown I looked behind as I heard a sigh But this was the time of no reply That's the six o'clock come down But just three hours before that we were all dancing to this In a non-ironic way!
Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's today's better music mix, isn't it? It's, well, it's only a it's mix. Today's better music mix. It could have been this. Disco. Oh, the 80s. Yeah, I'm having a disco. Oh, I can't stop it. I did a gymnastics routine to that once. <laughs> Haven't we all? Haven't we all? I peered through my legs and saw Princess Anne. How many that, people can say that? Is that what you call it? <laughs> We've all seen your princess, Anne. Do you want to see my Prince Albert? Now. <laughs> no. Two, good morning, guys. Two, by the way, if you see Justin out on the streets today, he looks flipping hot. I think he must appeal to a male audience, because, I mean, I, I always think he's well turned out, but today... He looks buff. Mm. You looks... especially are taken. I, uh, well, I am, unfortunately, but this ring can come <laughs> off if Dealey's in, in the house. He is like um, Buff Buffington. I've never seen any man look so sexual. <laughs> what? As him. He looks... And I don't mean in that sense, for goodness sakes. What sense do you mean? I mean in... Um, no, I do mean in that sense. He looks hot. He looks like he's lost weight. He says he hasn't. He looks like he's dyed his hair. He says he hasn't. He said that's just down to the sun. Maybe it's the swag. It's it's the attitude. Swagorama. Uh, if you see him this morning, just just keep back because if you get sucked into his vortex, he's pumping something out today. It, well, unfortunately, he is. But I think um, he's been told to do that by the doctor. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, doctors, here we go. Uh, too many people with dementia are having to rely on family for help as the system fails to meet their needs. That's according to um, a poll of GPs who think the NHS is doing too little for people with the disease. Catherine, uh, you, you've looked at the survey. Yep. What, what does uh, this survey of doctors say? Right, this is a survey of doctors. They were asked by the Alzheimer's Society about the situation with their patients. Now, uh, over three quarters of GPs in this poll of a thousand doctors think that their patients with dementia rely on family as they don't get enough help from health and social care services. Almost as many believe their patients are forced to depend on friends, neighbours and other unpaid carers for support. And the poll also finds that half of GPs think the NHS is doing too little to care for people with a condition. More than two thirds believe patients don't get enough 
provision from adult social services after a diagnosis. And so the Alzheimer's Society is warning that too many people with dementia are being let down by a system which fails to meet their needs. What do they want done about it? The society's pressing for a national action plan Aye. to combat dementia over the next five years, and it's making the following recommendations. Here we go. Get your pens and papers <laughs> at the ready, boys and girls. It wants NHS England and local authorities to make sure that everyone diagnosed with dementia is entitled to a full package of support, including a dementia advisor. OK, yes, that's one. They want a single point of contact to help carers navigate the health and social care system. Uh-huh. And all hospitals, care homes and home care should be dementia-friendly. OK, yeah, that, that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been the case. Precisely. Um, Jeremy Hughes is the chief executive of the society and he says, our survey gives a stark view from the doctor's surgery of people with dementia being left struggling in the aftermath of a diagnosis. Um, GPs report an endemic and deeply worrying lack of support available from health and social services with relatives left to pick up pieces alone. Um, people can need a lot of help to live well with dementia. Families and friends are a vital source of support, but they mustn't be relied on to do everything. As dementia takes hold, people with dementia and their carers look to statutory services to give them the backup they desperately need to cope. Uh, and doctors themselves, what are they saying? Well, we've got a statement from uh, Professor Nigel Mathers, who is the Honorary Secretary for the Royal College of GPs, and it's long, so I'm going to read you just a bit. Yes, just just sub, sub it down. Uh, we need a better coordination of approaches for referral, assessment and treatment across the boundaries of primary, secondary and social care so we can improve the services and access to services that will really make a difference to people with dementia and help them live healthy, independent and productive lives for as long as possible. Possible. Oh, you said that down very well, actually. Well, I just read the last paragraph. Yeah. The thing is, right, you replace dementia with any other, you know, long-lasting um, ailment and you'll have people saying the same thing, that they're being left to manage. If you can manage, you're left to manage. Yeah. And, you know, the definition of managing is quite loose. So that's that sorted. <laughs> the def... I haven't got... I'm looking at my iPod for some... Um, I haven't got what I want. The definition of managing yeah. is quite loose. Yeah, it is. Because I remember with my grandparents, and no one realised how ill each of them was because yeah. they were both doing their bit, you know. And so unless you come a cropper, the authorities aren't going to get involved, are they? OK. And actually, a lot of elderly carers don't want to say that they're coming a cropper because they don't want the other one to be whisked off into a care home. I tell you what's amazing is if I, if I don't make eye contact with you, as I'm not... <laughs> and I don't say anything. You just you just keep on talking. It's called professionalism. Is it? Is it though? Yeah. Is chatterboxery. It... Oh, okay. Well, um, I tell you. Uh, All right, well, stop then. No, you carry on doing what you do. I'm. I'm just. Um, you know. I'm, I, thought I, I mean, I thought we're having a chat. I mean, <laughs> we're having a chat. I tell you, I want to have a little bit of this. E la gente ci guarda, ed amico un po', ci chiamano i monkeys, siamo neonomati di chi, si crede più intelligente, di noi che la pensiamo così, comunque parliamo, non è giusto mai, ci sente qualcuno che ne sa più di noi. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Let's have a check on the M1 first of all. Looking fine as we check the sensors and cameras. No problems to report on the M25. If you are heading over to use the southbound M40, well, the southbound M40 is closed between 9 and 8A. Resurfacing work, overnight resurfacing works, uh, have overrun. Works are scheduled to finish now at 7 o'clock, although traffic may be uh, let through at the moment, but we'll just uh, keep you up to date with the M40, which is officially uh, closed at the moment. Southbound 9 to 8A queues uh, from Junction 10 this morning from the A43, of course. As for trains, possible delays on East Midlands services all because of derailment at Moorthorpe in West Yorkshire overnight. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. Grumpy Skeletor's got it right on um, the Twitter. I'm not listening yet, but I presume Kath needs to move closer to the microphone. Love, Grumpy Skeletor. No, I was proper Liam Gallagher in it You're today. You're too close to that one. What are you talking about? You see what I mean? Okay, let's go for it. It is uh, 6.16. It is Monday the 6th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. Eurozone leaders are cacking themselves after the Greek <laughs> the Greek vote last night. And Lewis Hamilton has dedicated his third British Grand Prix, Grand Prix victory to the 140,000 fans at Silverstone yesterday. Well, why don't you give them some of the money then? Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, metal detector has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 03459 455 555. Shh, we're down the rabbit hole. If you get a chance, if you've got a copy of the Daily Mirror, like we have, it's the only paper we've got, uh, go and look at page three. If you haven't got a copy of the Daily Mirror, go into your local Bunces, Nissa, Happy Shopper. John Menzies. John Menzies, Smiths. Uh, and have a look at page three. It, it's not mucky. Well, it is a bit... Well, no, it's not mucky. It, it's, um, it's mutty. Mutton. Oh, no. It's... Oh, it is. It's Vorderman. It is the mutton. It is the lamb. It is an outrageous picture. I will be saying the same thing of a guy dressed like a an absolute plum, half their it's age. A bit cruel, though, isn't it? I mean, she Whitney dressed as Britney. I don't understand the reference. Who's Wh- Whitney from EastEnders? No, Houston. She's. It worked better in the nineties when it, Britney ex- was fit. Well, hang on a minute. I'm confused as to that which of those is coming off the worst in the Whitney Britney debate. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Who came off worst? Well, in the, we know who who came off worst in the long run, but in the short run. Let's not say Britney again because you know about the curse. Oh dear me. Now, a new report has revealed. Uh, you know that Justin's taken um, uh, orders to the street. Oh no. Yeah, I told him to be sensitive. Oh. E. A new report has revealed that while the level of diversity in the country has increased, the level of segregation in schools remains the same. According to a think tank called the Demos Integration Hub, white kids tend to go to schools where they're in the majority, and so do non-white kids. Basically, it looks as if we're still more comfortable sticking to our own kind. Well, Bodril Amin is a secondary teacher from Luton and a member of uh, the NUT and joins me now. Morning, Bodril. Does this surprise you? Good morning. Um, no, it's not, it's not a surprise... Um, the report reflects um, what is going on in in schools in some parts of the country. It's not a surprise. It's it's it's. It, 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 we, I kind of read this and went, yeah, and yeah, um, because you know this is an issue for 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 a while. But is it an um, issue? Is it is it an issue? We we know that that. Um, you know, but people t- t- tend to live in segregated communities. Um, well, the thing is, it's uh, a lot of it. It's not the fault of the communities. Uh, they things have evolved over a number of years. Um, so, you know, this has been a, a, a the situation on the ground uh, going back, you know, going back ten, fifteen years now. So um, it's, it's not. It's, it's not a surprise. It's, it's it's nothing we should be concerned about either, is it? Um, I think it's something that um, we definitely need to to address because why? Um, um, well, it, we need to have some kind of mix in our in our school system. Otherwise, the issue that we'll face is that people will get uh, stuck in their ways, um, and uh, you know, children at a very young age um, are, are open, and uh, at that age, they need to have uh, they need to mix with other children from different faiths. Why? Diversity. Um, because we need to have a, a, you know, a society whereby people have an understanding of, well, children especially have an understanding of other 
tolerance, uh, faith, diversity. But you can't. You, you, there's no point in faking that, isn't it? The, re- the, the, the reason that white kids go to school with white kids is that generally, generally, and this is I'm, I'm painting with a very broad brush, white people live in the same area as other white people. Asian people tend to live in the same areas as other Asian people, and it's not, it's not a criticism of anybody. It's it's just the way that things have kind of worked out. We tend to, um, uh, um, you know, we tend to assimilate and associate with people who look and sound and think a bit like us. So, so there's no way around it, is there, apart from making kids go miles and miles to different schools? And why would you want to do that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's tricky finding a solution. Um, well, it's, it's like you only need a solution, Bodo, if, if you consider it a problem. Yeah, I think, you know, from my, you know, from my own experience, um, you know, I went to uh, school predominantly um, where, where children were the same ethnicity as, as my uh, ethnicity, and that was throughout primary and, and secondary school. The only time where I mixed with, with um, you know, students from another different uh, ethnicity was, was in Sixth Form College. So. And you're not a massive racist, are you? You understand <laughs> how um, Christian kids and Jewish kids and, you know, white kids work. You're not, it's not affected you negatively, has it? It hasn't, but I think it's it's not really healthy uh, for this to kind of continue because although maybe in my situation, uh, you know, it's worked out fine, in other situations, it's probably not the same. And uh, I think the world that we're living in now, um, it's really important that, that young children, you know, get to mix with others um, so that you avoid some of the, you know, some of the situations now um, that, that's, that's happening. My kids, my, my, yeah. my, my youngest doesn't go to school. My oldest kid is in a school, and I'm just thinking, uh, they're all white. They're all white. There is not one face of a colour in that school, as f- certainly not in his year, okay? Because we live in a very white neighbourhood, and yeah. he's not, you know, he asks questions about why some people look different, and uh, we explain. He's, you know, it, 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 if the explanations are made and you don't in any way say, oh, don't go and talk to that person, they eat different food and they pray to a different god, as long as you don't... Kids kids are bright. Kids just know that other kids are other kids. Yeah. At the same time, it's it's important that, you know, in, in the world that we live in, that they have, um, you know, exposure to... To, to children from different uh, uh, from different cultures, ethnicity, um, because you know otherwise what will happen is um, you know they won't have a great understanding of 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 students from you know from from different ethnic background. Do you, and, do you really um, think that? Yeah, I think because you know it's very difficult because. Um, you know, things have changed quite a lot, especially with regards to uh, there's a lot of different stereotypes. And I went to a so school forth. in Slough. Here we go. I went to school. I could talk to you all morning, Bottle. This is fascinating, but I've got to go in a minute. I went to a school in Slough. Uh, yeah. The school I went to now, I think, is predominantly, predominantly um, Pakistani kids. At the time, it was probably half, um, I'll, I'll use clunky language here, half uh, white uh, kids with an English heritage, half Pakistani, and a few kind of other kind of people put in there as well. I would suggest there was more racism and racial violence in that school just because 
they look different to me, and I look different to them. And kids pick on differences. There was no, there was certainly very little friendly integration and playing going on there. Once we got to about 12, 13, 14, it was bundles. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably uh, probably unfortunate. Um, um, the school that you that you attended, um, but it was a grammar school. It was posh. <laughs> um, yeah, but. You know, we we need to have some kind of mix, um, especially in the school, uh, especially at school age, uh, because otherwise um, it's quite dangerous to have um, sort of students just going through a, a very segregated um, school system. All right, Bodrill, I've got to end it there. Thank you very much, Bodrill Amin, uh, secondary teacher from Luton, a member of NUT. Um, I don't know if it is... I don't know if it is that dangerous. I, I mean, I don't. I, surely it's, it, it would be ideal, but I don't think you can. You can't fake that. You can come in, Simon. Don't worry about disturbing us. In some state, in some states of America, start bussing kids in. Well, I mean, that's just it's crazy. Hard, people, the, the, you know, uh, white people live with white people just because that's what we've tended to do. Brown people of, you know, Indian people tend to live in areas where there are Indian people, and Pakistani people tend to live with Pakistan. And Bangladeshis tend to live, and uh, Jamaicans. We 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 are as human. I can't think what the word is, but we. We end up with people who look, sound and, and think like us. Three words. Costa del Sol. We do it too. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, starting to get busy now on the M1 heading south uh, from Luton down towards Junction uh, 9. So 10 to 9 looking slow down towards the Redbourne exit on the M1. M25 anti-clockwise, that's building up from the M1 down towards 16 in patches already very heavy. Good news for the M40, it's open south of Junction 9. It was closed earlier as overnight resurfacing had overrun, but it uh, looks like it's all open now looking at the cameras. Cars are coming through and on the trains were generally a good service. Possible disruption for East Midlands trains or because of a derailment up at more in West Yorkshire. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Lewis Hamilton admits he was close to tears as he won his third British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Hertfordshire driver extended his World Championship lead to 17 points ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg, who was second. I was gunning the whole way and I really just wanted to do it for you guys. So I'm, I'm so thankful for all the support and uh, I couldn't have done it without you guys. I could see you every lap, I could see you in the corner of my eye and I just felt you spurring me along, so thank you so much. In football, Watford are being strongly linked with Tottenham duo Etienne Capoue and Benjamin Stambouli. Meanwhile, the Hornets have sold England under-21 goalkeeper Jonathan Bond to Reading for an undisclosed fee. Luton have signed winger Danny Green following his release by Milton Keynes-Dons. Green, who played for Hatters boss John Still at Dagenham, becomes Luton's ninth summer signing. And the USA have won the Women's World Cup, beating Japan 5-2 in the final. Andy Murray is back in action at Wimbledon with the last six 16 tie this afternoon against the big serving Ivo Karlovic. Murray is second on centre court following the match between Serena and Venus Williams. You need to be very patient um, against him. You aren't going to get chances in every game. You maybe only get one or two um, in a set if you're lucky. So you need to be uh, 
be ready when, when they come and hopefully I can take those chances. Milton Keynes Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford won the British Championships in Birmingham yesterday despite a performance he described as dreadful. And the American Beth Allen won the Ladies European Masters at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club at Denham. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Hey, well, you say news and sports, Simon. I, de- I demand a 50% <laughs> refund. There was no news there. Was well, budget cuts, you see. You know, having to pay for all these um, license, licenses for the let's, over 75. We've got to cut things out. Let's just hope Tony Hall wasn't listening, Absolutely. Simon. Otherwise, you are going to be the first for the chop. Unbelievable. This is Ian Lee on BBC yeah. Three Counties Radio. I, I, I went to um dun, 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 um have it oh, no. ten pence this record cost me ten pence gosh I went Overcharged. to uh, sorry oh. making love in the afternoon not like this gonna go and get myself a spoon <laughs> gonna make love to you today so I went to a record shop in Birmingham. I got to, um, went to the bargain bin. This is great. Do you know what this song is called? Whipped cream. Oh no! Um, and uh, I went to the, uh, the shop and I went to the bargain bin. Ten pence an album. Fifteen albums. It's about what? I don't know. One twenty or something like that. And uh, they are all. They are all as good as this. This is the world of Tijuana by the Mexicans. <laughs> Whipped cream. The next song is called Up Cherry Street. <laughs> <laughs> There's one further down that's interesting. Which one's that? Coming in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like they're all, and they, and they all sound like theme tunes to 1970s sitcoms starring uh, Robin Asquith. That's... Yeah, things that aren't really, um, don't really fly these days. Yes. Oh, look at the knockers on I reached for the newspaper and one yep. of those lovely um, catalogues fell out. There's yep. some really great inventions. I by can't way, believe they've been taken on by the NHS. I don't know who's delivering our newspapers, but thanks for delivering some of yesterday's and not all of today's. Much appreciatos. Somewhere in a white van, there is a man reading a daily mail that oh, is ours. Three four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to give us a call, uh, we haven't got all the papers. If you've got a paper from any time, any place, anywhere, give us a call and uh, read us a bit, please. Go on. What have we got? You know skin tags? No. Well, they're like kind of. Um, Moles that are skin coloured. I've got no idea. You get what rid you're... of them. Look, there's a picture handily. What is that? What am it's I like looking at? It sort of, looks like a wart, but it's not. I've never seen that on a person before. Well, people at all. get them. But apparently, you don't need to go to your medical professional anymore. There's something in the uh, Daily Express magazine that can get rid of it for you. I've got. Now, look, I've got. Is that. And I'm, not, I'm going to say something, and I don't. I'm not being flippant. I'm being genuinely serious. Is that a cancer? I don't think so. Something that like... on my arm. I'm being serious. I know I'm laughing now, but that is is bigger and darker than it was before. Now I know that you've had your medical license revoked, and we can't <laughs> go into the specific, specific details. But that man is still in uh, in therapy. Just keep an eye on it. If it gets any bigger, well, going it's, up got, it, at... it's got bigger, and it's got. How do you know? Draw a ring round it. <laughs> Well, Permanent. Supp- supposing my arm gets bigger. Well, it, it might. Some things do. Some things get bigger. Willy nilly. And then quite um, a lot smaller. Um, so, um, you, we, we, as far as you're concerned, I, that's not a, a, anything yeah, I should be Yeah, but I would seek a second about. opinion from okay. an actual doctor. Okay. Kelly, are you a doctor? Oh, hang on a second. Let me. Ask. <clears throat> I forgot we've got a new toy. Kelly, are you a doctor? I can be. Well, yeah, after about eight years of intense medical yeah. training. Well, she can't spell. Mm. Ke- ke- uh, 
It's great okay. to have you back, by the Let's way. Let's go with the Thanks. fantasy. Thank you very much indeed. Let's okay. go with the fantasy. Uh, so, uh, page three of the uh, Daily Mirror. Oh. Is, I haven't got it. Justin's got it. He's taken Carol Vorderman to the streets. Well, judging by what she's wearing, it looks like... That's where she belongs. Oh, now, come on. She looks awful. She's having a go in the dressing up box and it's not really been particularly successful. She's got the eyes. You know, sometimes some women are really hot, right? But they're nuts. I'm thinking of Sharon Stone. Not in, um, um, uh, what, what was Basic Instinct. Not in Basic Instinct. She Instinct, was supposed to be being nuts in that. But actually in real life. Oh. Uh, she's one of the bonkers women, isn't she? Have you she? experienced actual stone? No, 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 no. But you, you, you get the impression from looking at her, again, in Basic Instinct, but also in, in real life, that she is bonkers. Like, properly... You, you'd go out for... You'd go out on a date, right? You'd ask her out, and she'd go, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Or you'd go out for, like, a coffee or something, and you'd be going to your mates, yeah, I'm going out with Sharon Stone. Oh, nice one, player. Mm. And then, like, five minutes into the coffee, she'd be asking you to marry her. Yep. And you think, flipping it. And she's already made the appointment. She, exactly. Uh, so, Vorderman strikes me as a stone. Boom, boom, aye, aye. That's what she strikes me as. Bunny you, boiler. The word that springs to mind for me, and again, I may be doing her a disservice, and, and yeah. this goes against all my feminist principles. Please do. Frantic. Um, <laughs> Slow down, you've been to... Oh, hang on. What's this good time being had? This is the swinger from Seville. Oh, I think I might know them. Speak... I will tell you what, speaking of swingers, uh, that, that, that links... All, you know, I'm like Wally Webb here. We've got another so. week off. I wonder what's going on there. Um, sex fest pests. Oh. Villagers' minds blown <laughs> as swinger jamboree rolls in. And this is the music they're playing as all the cars park up. There's a young lad who's waving the cars in. Over here! And this is the music that plays. Did you ever see that documentary where they were wearing masks in the woods? Um, masks in the woods? No, I didn't. Good thing, eh? I, I, I just don't... The, the there's, I, a reason why, there's a reason why they do it in the dark. That's the the um, festival season may be... In, listen, this is the noise. Look, this is an actual recording from uh, this village. This is what's going on there now. <laughs> Festival season may be in full swing, but one village was outraged to find the one on its doorstep was rather more swinging than most. With its teepees... We went to um, an American Indian-themed birthday party yesterday. Oh. And th th is was, that OK now? I don't... I don't know. I don't think those guys were having an amazing time back then. <laughs> Anyway, with its teepees, portaloos, and a double-decker bus bar, double-decker bus bar. Oh, I've been on one of them. They're fun. Swingfields 2015 looked every inch. Oh, a mini Glastonbury. But <laughs> oh, oh, who wrote this? This is a great letter. Izzy Ferris. I don't know, Izzy. But wellies were not the only rubber attire in evidence, <laughs> and their headline acts were sexual rather than musical. Organisers boasted three is the magic number and put a limit on the number of single men allowed to attend to ensure everybody has a great weekend. And I think we can go live now to that festival to hear what's going on. Yep, they're still at it, guys. <laughs> it's just coming to an end now. One more time, guys. See you next year, Dave. <laughs> Bye, Sue. <laughs> oh, fun times. Like most festival goers, the 500 revellers wore wristbands 
Oh, come on. This is just, this is a joke. This is written by a 15 year old schoolboy, right? Like most festival goers, the 500 revellers wore wristbands to access all areas. Come on. Blimey. Each colour indicating a sexual preference. <laughs> Tickets for the sellout bash were £165, and its location in the small village of Flaxley in Gloucestershire was only revealed 48 hours before it started. When one uh, neighbour said, it was quite a shock when we went down there on Thursday night to ask them to keep the music down. <laughs> we saw a banner with the words three is the magic number and a variety of interesting images. We knew this wasn't your usual music festival. Gosh, well, there we go. That sounds like, um... I wonder, I wonder... Oh, there's, hang on, there's a joke here. Here um, we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, guys. Does it happen annually? Oh, no. When your hand went up, I knew. I was, that was good. I'm working on something to do with um, with uh, um, headliners. No. I just, there's something. I'm going to turn her microphone off. She's scaring me. Look. She's biting her own finger. That means we're all in trouble. Hey, guys. Do you know what the mood must have been at that place? It must have been <laughs> happy.
travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Usual Monday morning build-up on the M1, southbound slow from Luton down to Redbourne, 10 to 9. A1M's looking heavy now on the sensors, uh, passing Stevenage, and also delays on the A1 into London through Boreham Wood towards Stirling Corner, uh, also very busy approaching Mill Hill Circus. Anti-clockwise M25's heavy in patches from 21 all the way down to 16 already. M40 looking fine though, and as for trains, no significant problems across the uh, three counties this morning. James Woolley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. 6.46. It's Monday the 6th of July. What a lot of sixes I said then. Loads. Three. The sign of the beast. Stop it. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. And Lewis Hamilton has dedicated his... Th- oh, I don't care about him, he's an idiot. Let's get the weather, here's Georgina. It's hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, we've got a fair amount of uh, sunny spells around this morning. It's always going to be more cloudy, though, from western parts. So uh, the further west you are, the more cloud around, uh, particularly as we head into the afternoon. That's medium-level cloud. There may even be a little bit of uh, rain spilling in as well, um, kind of drizzly outbreaks of rain. But for many, it will stay dry with highs of 22 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, largely dry and clear, just the odd shower here and there for some of us and lows of 13 degrees and a cooler morning tomorrow. A line of showers pushes northeastwards, and some of those are going to be pretty heavy, particularly in the morning. But uh, a cloudy start breaking up in the afternoon to give us some sunshine and quite a pleasant end to the day with highs of 23 degrees Celsius. More cloudy on Wednesday with some outbreaks of rain, a, a possibility. We've got a northerly wind flow on Wednesday, and we haven't seen that for quite a while, so uh, starting to cool down. So Wednesday, Thursday looking cooler, drier though on Thursday with uh, more hope of sunshine as high pressure starts to build from the southwest, and then a fairly decent day on Friday. Those temperatures creep up once more. That's your latest forecast. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes And learn to see All your life You were only Waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the light of the dark black Fly. 
singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise You were only waiting for this moment to arise You were only waiting for this moment to Yeah, I'll have that. I'll have that for a dollar daily. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Beautiful harmonies. Beautiful guys. (laughs) The Crosby, the Stills, and indeed the Graham Nash, formerly of the Hollies. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome live on stage at Woodstock, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. (laughs) You right, Daly? Yes, uh, feeling the vibe this morning. um, That the sun's out. It's a lovely morning. Yes, things are good. You are looking absolutely gorgeous today. Thank you. By this, I appreciate this, the comps. this song is called Coming in the Back Door. <laughs> Thought we'd play it for you, Justin. Now, Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Here we go. Oh, it's come. furtive, isn't it? Because he's sneaking in. Who's coming in the back door now? I left my key for the back door there And now somebody is sneaking in the back door there Leave my back door alone There we go. Those are the lyrics, of course, guys, to coming in the back door. Now, Daily. Yeah. And no, you will never hear a man defend Carol Vorderman more than me. She is one fine mama, one hot potato, one Mm. sexy sweet corn. (laughs) But today, she has, I believe, the um, uh, lexicon that young people used, she has um, swam with the fishes. She's jumped the shark. That's the one. She looks absolutely flipping ridiculous. (laughs) She's dressed... She's dressed, um, let's be honest, like a prostitute. I yes. Mean, I would say yes. Barbie. Yeah, okay, like a Barbie. She, I mean, I mean, I, and I would, I'm not, I would do this if this went Lewis Hamilton dressed like an, uh, like an idiot. Uh, I took him down a peg or two as well. So it's not sexist. It's not sexist. No, it's real. Who's that coming in my back door? I said, stay away from my back door. Use the front door just like everyone else. And wipe your feet before you walk back through me carpet. Go back round to the front garden and then you can come in through the front door. I said, leave my back door, that's a personal door. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dealey. It's funny enough, when you said to me, come round my house for a nice barbecue, you did say to me, use the back door. I did, well, you... So, you, so what's going on? You, you, sir, are allowed to use the back door. <laughs> Thank of course, you. you're a back door man. Now, you've taken, you've taken Carol Vorderman to the streets. I have. Uh, it's on uh, page three of the Daily Mirror today. Yes. Uh, she, she's wearing what I would describe as a very, very short denim dress. Yeah. Um, she's got the bleached blonde hair, the glasses, and, and the most horrendous wedges you've ever seen. Yeah. This is a 54-year-old hey, woman. Don't be, rude, don't be rude about that. She's, you know, she, I don't think she's had any surgery on those wedges. <laughs> but she, she's looking a bit of a state. So I've taken this one to the streets. A, could people identify her? Oh, yeah, but also, yeah. B, their thoughts on Vorderman and whether it's time for her to call it a day. Here's what the streets had to say. Who do you think that is, boss? I don't know. Come on, take a wild guess. Couldn't tell you. That's Carol Vorderman. What? That's Carol Vorderman. I can't believe that. Are you sure? That is Carol Vorderman, madam. Let's get the lady's perspective. What do you think about that look? Don't like the hair. The colour of the hair. <laughs> Don't what about the dress? 
bit youngish, really, for her. Is it time that Carol Vorderman called it a day? I think so. Definitely. <laughs> is that Carol Vorderman? It is. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Let's get the Hungarian perspective. Sir, what do you think about uh, that lady there on the left-hand side? Um, well, she's beautiful, even of her age. Okay, she's 54 years old. So that look will go down well in Hungary. Uh, yeah, uh, similar. Yeah, similar. It's a lovely Hungarian perspective. Thank you. You're okay, welcome. Well, pe people, what? sorry, people, <laughs> people not so keen. No, uh, no. On the borders. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the European vibe is there. You obviously got the Hungarian perspective. He's saying if he was walking the streets in Hungary, yeah. and Karol Vorderman was there, yes, he would like that. But uh, most people this morning, English people, no, not for them at all. They are disgusted. It's making their stomach churn. What is um, what? What she's doing is uh, she's competing with the new Karol Vorderman on Countdown, whose name is Ju Judy um, Beckinsale, <laughs> Je Rachel Riley. That's the fella. But she's no, not. She's, both, the, Rachel... she's the, the the big lass from You've Been Framed. No, that's. Lisa Riley. Oh, do you know? Here's the. Th do you know how Lisa Riley met her man? Go on. Greg's. <laughs> oh, come on, you now. Now you've just had a go at me and Dealey for pushing it. <laughs> oh, you dear. pushed that. No, she. This is true, right? I, I think what about Greg's? No, this is how she met her husband, right? <laughs> she went on the internet, right? And guess who she pretended to be on the internet? A Lisa Riley look-alike. That's oh. a true story. She pretended to be a Lisa Riley look-alike on the internet to... For men who can't quite handle the real thing. Yeah. Actual Riley. Yeah. Gosh. What a I should try that. Anyway, what were we talking... R Rachel Reeves. Rachel Riley. Yep. But she's not like that. I mean, there is a look, isn't there? A Playboy bunny look that a lot of girls are going for these days. But I'd say girls between the age of about, I mean, unfortunately, quite young, but about sort of 16 and uh, 24. But once you get beyond that, you've got to start growing up, haven't you? And make it a little bit more classy. Yeah. OK. Like well, what I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, we'll speak to you later on, brother. With pleasure. Peace Take be care. with you. Peace be with peace. you. Peace. peace. Peace indeed. Speaking of peace... Oh gosh! I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to rein it in. I'm trying to rein it in, Bets. Are you? Yes. It's sounding interesting. Sorry. Careful with that microphone. I am. I've been fuming. I've been doing a lot of driving on the A4 M4. Okay, tell me about that. Recently, well, it's where the road goes from. It's from. It's from London, out of London, west. I'm going west. I'm go west. Do 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 do. I go west. Do 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 do. Go west. Go west. I'm going west. Go west. Go west. But anyway, on this go west journey, as I'm making a pilgrimage, all right. I have to drive past posters advertising Sky Television. Oh yeah. And Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, there's a poster advertising a television programme. Right. It's um, a man holding a helmet. Oh. And it says, no limits. Do you know the mm. two words before no limits? No, no. No, 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 no. No, no. No, no there are no, two no. words. They're names. They're two names before it says no limits. Oh. Two on. Hmm? Richard Hammond. No. Television has just swum with the fishes. Jump the shark. Right. Uh, I'll give you a clue. I flip an eight. Titchmarsh. No, worse than Titchmarsh. Oh. What does it begin with? Idris Elba. Oh, I love Idris Elba. He's so versatile. Who's that? Idris, he's my nemesis. Idris Elba. What? What? What's his name? Pitch Melba. Idris Valor. 
Idris Elba, No Limits. Oh, he's lovely. Whether you're into adrenaline-fueled sport or just want to stare longingly at the beautiful Idris Elba, yep. there really is something for everyone in this series. Not for me. What I'll be doing is I'll be I'll be sitting there throwing knives at the television. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. Sit there and watch it. Hey, you'll realise he's just a guy doing a job just like you. First line of the program. I'm addicted to speed. Oh blimey, that could Crikey. be quite a. Oh. He means driving and stuff. I want to see if I've got what it takes to fulfil a boyhood dream and compete in one of the planet's oh. toughest rallies, the Circuit of Ireland. Right. That's not a tough rally. The Circuit of Ireland. So instead of being Idris Elba, no limits, it should be Idris Elba does stuff. Idris Elba does stuff around Ireland. I mean, what the hell? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Southbound M1, slow moving between uh, 11, in fact 12 now, Tollington and 9, Redbourne on the sensors. Southbound A1M, usual delays past Stevenage. Anti-clockwise M25, Monday morning heavy traffic in patches from 21 down to 16, that's down to the M40. And as for trains, uh, looking good, no reported problems uh, for services across the three counties. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. OK, guys, we're coming out of the rabbit hole. No mention of Vorderman again, but there will be more bits and pieces. 03459 455555. Let's uh, get the, well, fingers crossed, the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Doctors raise concern over dementia care. Greeks reject international bailout. And Lewis Hamilton wins at Silverstone. BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. The Royal College of GPs was responding to an online survey for the Alzheimer's Society. More from Adam Brimelow. In a UK poll of more than 1,000 GPs, half said the NHS wasn't doing enough for people with dementia and two-thirds said social services were falling short. Over a quarter of GPs said they'd be less likely to refer people with suspected dementia if support services weren't in place. In a statement, the Department of Health said the Prime Minister had set a challenge for all NHS and social care staff to be trained to provide meaningful care and support for people with dementia, their carers and their families. The Greek people have voted to reject the terms of an international bailout, with more than 60% rejecting further austerity. The Greek Prime Minister said the no vote was not a vote against Europe, but a mandate for him to negotiate a viable solution to Greece's debt crisis. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow to decide how to respond. Richard Ashworth is the Conservative Party leader in the European Parliament. You just can't vote away a debt that you've got. We would have to come to the European taxpayers and say, give us some more money so we can put into a black hole of people who are determined not to change their ways. That's not acceptable. A relative of the family of 12 from Luton, who are understood to have travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State group, has urged them to return home. Abdul Latif, whose brother and son are among the group, said his family had a great life in the UK. Speaking to the BBC from his home in Bangladesh, Mr Latif said he believed the family had been radicalised by one of the younger women. I suspect my nieces, especially the youngest one who's called Razia, they were a bit radical. They were excessive with their niqab. I've heard that a year ago my niece Razia was questioned by British police there. Razia might have arranged the whole thing. 
A 46-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder of a police officer after an incident at a block of flats in High Wycombe in the early hours of Saturday morning. One of the officers who went to the address in Olympic Way was attacked with a chisel. He suffered only minor injuries. A review of phone scams shows that 80% of victims are over 55. The Financial Ombudsman Service is urging people to highlight the risks to older relatives. In sport, Lewis Hamilton admits he was close to tears as he won his third British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Stevenage driver now 17 points clear at the top of the World Championship. 140,000 people salute Lewis Hamilton as he comes across the line. Williams could have won the race, but it was Hamilton who did win the race. And King Lewis at Silverstone. I'm so happy with that. Thank you to all the fans that are coming. That one was for you. Thank you. The weather dry and sunny, but a bit cloudier this afternoon. A maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm really sorry, Simon. I, I, I may have disturbed your bulletin. We'll get there eventually. It's still at what, week three. It's a work in progress. I, I, I opened my laptop because I kind of set up the laptop while you're doing that. And suddenly uh, the movie I was watching last night, Birdman, a little bit pretentious, uh, burst into full volume. So apologies for that. Apologies for running out, and apologies for the rude stuff I wrote about you on, on the internet over the weekend. That was out of order, but I've been drinking very, very heavily. Oh, three, four, five, nine, for f- 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 four, double, five, five, double, five. Yep, yeah, that'll do. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Uh, <laughs> 03, 4, 5, 9, 4, double, 5, 5, double, 5. I realise... Um, um, yes, I, I'm, I'm moaning. I'm not, I'm not moaning. Just letting you know the audio on the news is all over the place. Some of it is badly over-debating. I don't know what that means. Well, trust us, we know what we're doing. It just may not come across like that. Um, Ian, normally I listen after seven. Well, you're missing the best bit of the show. Best best bit of the show, the rabbit hole. But my three-year-old decided 5.30 was the time to get up today. Um, so I'm listening to the first hour. Do you always sing this much in the first hour? I feel like I've been missing out. Well, Julie and Nathan Buzzard, if sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you get yeah. a little bit of extra sing-song. My boy is really getting on my nerves, my youngest. The last uh, few weeks, he's been having n- n- night terrors, which what well, that well that's sort of, that's just like a really bad nightmare where you're sort of awake but you're asleep. Kind of graphic, and you act out, don't you? Oh, it's it's yeah, and he's so half past two. So lots of flailing. Oh, flailing and shouting and and I've tried and I, I must admit I snapped this morning. My wife was with him. But half past two, when, I, when Daddy's getting up at uh, ten to four, yeah. is not good. And I, I, I did the calm, um, the calm talking down, and then I just went. I did, I did have a little bit of a. Will you stop it? Which surprisingly had no positive effect whatsoever. How old is he? Seventeen. No, uh, <laughs> three and a half in it. Mm. Three and a half, and it was just, and, and it's that thing of thinking. I've got to be up in an hour and 20 minutes. And I, I, so I woke up at half past two. I got back to sleep at 20 to four to be woken up at four o'clock. Yes. So I'm, um, but I'm not on, but I'm going to get my own back, I think. When he goes to sleep tonight, I'm just going to start screaming and shouting and, and, and keep him at his wit's end. Mm. 
think that'll do it. Any texts before I... Uh... Well, you just read them. Oh, is that it? You completely stole my thunder, innit? Oh, Nothing else? Uh, well, Snuffers. Did you read Snuffers one, or can I have that one? You can have that one. Go okay. on. Okay, just think of Idris. If Idris was to crash, there might be a Bonaparte on Elba again. I'll get my coat. Oh. What? Napo- Napoleonic joke there. Napoleon oh, it's, it was Napoleon. See? I wondered. I, I, I heard a completely different gag yeah. there. Yeah. Blimey. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if uh, you want to give us a call. Now, the NHS is leaving too much dementia care to parents' families. That's according to the Alzheimer's Society, and they're being backed by GPs who say people with the disease are being failed by a system which doesn't meet their needs. Phil Pedder from Milton Keynes cares for his mum, Marie Hurst, since she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Phil joins me now. Morning, Phil. Morning, folks. How are we? Uh, now, um, tell us about mum. When did uh, How old is she, and when did she first get um, diagnosed with Alzheimer's? She was first diagnosed uh, a couple of years ago. She's uh, 70, 74 now. Um, yeah, and she was diagnosed after... There's a long sort of history up to it. Um, I'd moved back in after I split up with my, my ex-wife and uh, I was noticing random things happening. Um, um, and she started, like, missing appointments. Um, and then from that, it was it was just weird things going on in the house. Um, it'd be, like, random things, like she'd forget to make a cup of tea or she'd start making a cup of tea. And then forget what she was doing. Um, she went into a hospital to have a um, operation, have a hysterectomy. Uh, and then the night she after the operation, apparently she was up moving around as if she forgot. And the nurses, the loving nurses at uh, the NHS, they said, you know, their experience said it could be Alzheimer's. Oh, on the back of that. Yeah, on the back of that, we got her, we got her tested for um, the the memory assessment in Milton Keynes, and uh, they confirmed it. And they said, yeah, it's Alzheimer's. Um, it was kind of, was kind of relief once it was confirmed because you sort of doubt yourself. Yes. You know, um, yeah. So she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's just over two years ago now. Um, How's she doing now? Because it, it, it's one of those conditions. It's completely unpredictable. For some, it can be quite a slow descent, and some it can be very quick, can't it? Yeah, I mean, with Alzheimer's in general, it's 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 a it's like a hill. It just it drops straight down. Um, she she set up last year. It's, it progressed really quickly um, early last year. Uh, she's levelled off again. Uh, she's got, I'd say, no more than five minutes now memory um, before it's that repetitive conversation. You can literally have a conversation with her now, walk out of the room, and then walk back in and start again. Um, but, you know, it's Alzheimer's and it's my mum. I love her, you know, and it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Beneath it all, it's still the mum. Oh, exactly. It's the, the disease is horrible and the disease is frustrating, but it's it, it's it's your mum, you know, and yeah. she's 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 there. Uh, when did you first experience difficulty with social services in in in, in helping you look after her? Um, always from day one. Uh, unfortunately, it was there's always been an uphill struggle. They were they were under the impression because I lived there, I could look after my mum as well. Um, at the time I was working on a full-time job, uh, so I had to change on my hours. But we never really had any... The only help we had from them was, like, a daycare. Um, but they classed like, respite for myself, which was twice a week. I had to get all the alarms, the panic alarms put in myself. Uh, I was always saying to them about, well, what about the gas oven when I go to work? Um, and I was just basically giving leaflets and t- told to phone people myself, you know. Um, but... There was no support for me, for me personally. I had no support. I'd literally have to phone the social worker and raise concerns. Uh, I'd put safeguard reports in everything um, over the years. But you, you feel like you're on your own. It's, it's, it's 
it's not a nice sort of situation to be in. It was sort of put on your shoulders. Um, but yeah, they, they just, it was very, very sporadic if I had any help whatsoever from them. Uh, the survey that we're looking at today uh, highlights a lack of cooperation between the NHS and social services. Like they're, they're, they're two different bodies and they don't really speak to each other and they don't kind of help you. Is that is that what you found? Uh, spot on. The, the, uh, I, I, will categorize, I was sitting here now and I, I cannot praise the NHS enough for what they've done um, from the operation mum had in regards to the services the NHS provided. They were, you know, they were amazing. The social side of it, unfortunately, um, it is appalling. Uh, it, maybe they've got too much paperwork and there's too many policies they have to do. Uh, but when you have to physically phone a social worker up uh, and try to get them to come out, uh, you know they're quite happy to leave people to get on run things themselves. It's disgraceful now. It's you know it's it's just carnage. I suppose um, the, the the thing is, and listen, my my mum's got MS, and although it's a different disease, it, she's got some of the similar kind of the, 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 some of the mental uh, deterioration that, that one gets with Alzheimer's. And I've I've had to deal with social services. I've made the phone calls. I've chased the people. I've sent emails. Have you had that thing uh, where you send an email and you don't get a reply to it, and then you finally get hold of the person? They say, "Oh yeah, I'm only in the office two days a week." Yeah, right. The, the first one I had was, uh, I'd say, early last year. Also, when I, when I was living with my, my mum, I come home from work and there was a gentleman in the house, and my mum was about to buy £25,000 worth of solar panels. Oh, for Phil. Roof. Right. Oh. So, um, I, I, I asked him to leave nicely, if that <laughs> makes sense. Um, yes. And I, I'd phone the social worker and emailed her, and their reply was, I'll sort it when I come back. I'm off on holiday for two weeks. Yeah, you know? yeah. Walking in, spending gas, coming from your gas oven. You know, oh, Phil. You, you, sort of, you sort of think, oh, no, second. Um, but they, it, they were very blasé, and I'd, I'd ask for another social worker, because I'm, I'm hoping there was more than one in Milton Keynes. Uh, you, just, you get fobbed off, you know. You, sort of, you have to really scream. To get your voice heard. It does feel like, doesn't it, the person who shouts the loudest gets heard, which doesn't seem fair. I would imagine that um, all across the country that these social workers, um, that they're swamped. They must be swamped because we know that dementia and Alzheimer's and other conditions like that are are on the increase. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not trying to in any way take away from the frustration you felt, but I, have, you got, have you got any sympathy for them? Yeah, I mean... It's it's not the, the the person the social worker who comes out the lady I deal with she's a lovely lady you know um, but you can see the the strain and stress they're under um, and you, you sort of think well it, it is a hard it's, it's a hard job social work in general is a hard job but you know you start to lose I wouldn't say respect but you you just get annoyed with the system um, they're like oh you know we can't do that because I've got to speak to so and so we then speak to so and so. But on the NHS, the other side of it, okay, the policies are all in place. If you can put the care and the compassion that nurses provide for the NHS into the social working system, you know, but they just don't want to communicate. It's just, it's, it's just horrible. Phil, um, I wish you the best of luck. Your mum's very lucky to have you, and I, I hope that everything goes as smooth as it can for mum. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the time to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Phil Pedder, looking after his mum, Marie Hurst. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now this would annoy the hell out of me.
Right, so a woman's getting married, right? It happens. It happens. I don't know why you're looking like that for, Kelly. It happens. Women get married to men. Up until uh, recently, 50% of all people involved in marriages were women. Now, since they've changed the law, it can be any old. Probably about 12%. There went that lot. Um, well, this woman's getting married, and she's uh, she would annoy me mm. a lot if mm. I were to propose to this woman. Firstly, because she'd keep talking about my wife and the fact that it was bigamy and illegal. Very bigamy. That's annoying, isn't it? You can't marry... Bigamy, yeah, it is. Who else is going to marry you? <laughs> That's quite a nice joke, isn't yeah. it? Matt, you, you, but it doesn't quite work because it involves the person, um, involves the, the other, involves, if I was to marry Catherine and she would say, well, that's big of me. That'd not, be me you, being big. You have to say I've it. I've got to big me up. You have to say, well, it is big of me. Nobody uh, right, be okay, big of me. Let's do it. No, no, no. So you say Catherine, Oops. but all right, so will you marry me? Yeah, but it's big of me. No, 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 no. You say, but you're married already. But you're married already. Yeah, I know. It's big of me. That's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> we got there. We did a joke. Yeah, well, we did a joke. So kind of weird. Kelly, will you marry me? Yeah, but it's bigger me. No. What? Okay, start again. Right, Kelly, will you marry me? But you're already married. I'm going to divorce her. Oh, okay. That took a twist, didn't it? Yeah. No, hang on. Catherine. Yeah. Would you marry me? Never. What? Kelly. Yes. Uh, would you marry me? But you've got a wife. It's bigger me. It is big. Mm -hmm. Kelly, don't marry him. He's a right plum. Fair play. I did just ask Catherine to marry me and she right rejected you. you. And then I went straight to you. So I don't know what that says. You said yes. I don't know what that says about you. I'm always sloppy seconds. Oh. Bigger me. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Southbound M40, slow moving from 5 to 4, usual build-up down towards High Wycombe on the cameras. The M1's busy south of Milton Keynes towards Bedford, and then uh, heavy traffic south of Toddington Services on and off all the way down to Junction 9, Redbourne. Uh, usual Monday morning M25 delay, so anti-clockwise 21 to 16 towards the M40. Uh, the A1M passing Stevenage is slow on the centres. Busy into London as well, approaching Stirling Corner in Boreham Wood. And as for the A10, that's looking OK, although starting to slow up now, passing Chesant down towards the m 25. A40 into London, by the way, very busy from just east of uh, Northolt, in fact, passing RF Northolt all the way down towards the North Circular. James Hawley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James? Yes. Well, right, OK, because this can happen now. Will you marry me? Uh, if you want me to. No. You say, what does he say, Catherine? Got a Sorry? You've got a wife. You've got a wife. Got OK, a wife. here we go. <clears throat> James? Yes, he. Will you marry me? Uh, but you've got a wife. Already. I know, it's bigger me, but that's the kind of guy I am! <laughs> Who's giggling Tumble. like a girl? Is that you, James, or is that no, Kelly? That's, that's tumbleweed. Okay, that's, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. That's a shame. Fair play, wouldn't have got anywhere with Sammy there. She don't fancy me.
It's 7.17 on Monday the 6th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. And Lewis Hamilton has dedicated his third British Grand Prix victory to the 140,000 fans at Silverstone. What? Yeah, I know. Incredible, innit? If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've what? missed things like this. Put it this way, I used to drink at least eight or nine litres of cider a day. Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's no secret that I enjoy a glass or two of Pinot Grigio. There's more information on this dinner thing, its content, than there is on the bottle of wine. But there is a way you can hear it all again. I'm the worst kind of person in terms of someone that may have problems in the future because I'm what I would consider a middle-class drinker. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Sorry, this is probably not a good conversation to be having with a former alcoholic. <laughs> Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. These things got to be spoke about, haven't they? So, I mean, yes. I've no intention of going back to it. I've got too much to lose now. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. I've done a little garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. What does he mean? The feedback for um, uh, for Dave, uh, who, for whom this is. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? There's a picture of him on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR, like you care. Well, it's gone nuts. He's gone viral. He's, well, uh, viral. He's, he's a virus. He's had more um, views than people stealing from cars and um, some really boring thing on there about someone driving something. I don't even know. He's had more views than professional video. He's had more views than um, Morris at the movies. The horseman. Warren at the, um, but Peter at the pictures. <laughs> What's that fella called? Wilson Pickett. Wilson Pickett it. Wilson Pickett and Flick it. Wilson Pickett, roll it and flick it. They were great, weren't they? But when I saw them in the 70s, there wasn't even an original member in there. They were all just different people. It wasn't even Wilson. Well, there's no Pickett. Was it the flying pickets? Roll it was in it, but oh. I mean he's you know, but but flick it was nowhere to be seen. Anyway, it, Dave is very popular. Dave is more popular. The Marshal at the movies, oh, who's talking about a cowboy film, so he's wearing a cowboy hat and bothering a horse. He's bothering a horse. In fact, if you watch it all the way to the end, I think I'm the only person that has. You can he, just as he finishes talking about the film, you hear someone off camera going, "Oh, get away from my horse!" and you see him from your horse, oh, my horse. And you see him scamper away. Unbelievable. I like the ResureQuest post. I, like the, the... <laughs> I saw the ResureQuest post as well. The ResureQuest post. It's so, yeah, so much better than... Um, um, that. Yeah. 03 459 455 555. Lots of phone calls this morning. We will get to them eventually. But before that, me, a new report suggests that while the country has never been more diverse, we still prefer to send our kids to school with their own kind. According to a think tank called the Demos Integration Hub, white kids tend to go to schools where they're in the majority, and so do non-white kids. Well, Rafiq Raja is the chairman of the Muslim Parents Association in High Wycombe and governor of Highworth Combined School and Nursery. Uh, uh, morning, Rafiq. What are your thoughts on this? 
Good morning. I'm actually also an elected member of Wickham District Council and leader of the Labour Group on the council. Oh. So the the question you pose, um, yes, it sounds on on the face of it that uh, people prefer to go to uh, groups where there seem familiarity. But quite frankly, I think perhaps we're missing the point. The basic point is that majority of black and minority ethnic people people live um, in urban kind of um, areas, and therefore, when they send their children, they're likely to go to a school which has a majority ethnic minority content. But there are other reasons. That actually just shows that um, it is basically due to, due to socioeconomic factors. Uh, unfortunately, it is also true that because the black minority ethnic children don't succeed to do too well in education, they later on don't get the jobs other people get, and therefore they do get concentrated in certain areas. Well, no, isn't it just that, that white people live with white people, and black people live with black people, and Pakistani people live in the same communities as Pakistani people, and Indian, and, and so on and so forth? We tend, as human beings, to congregate with people who look uh, and sound like us, don't we? Well, I think I think there is something to that as well, and uh, I must admit, um, people uh, from say uh, the Asian community. Uh, do like to live next to somebody who uh, can speak their language, can understand their Of course culture. they do, and that's, that's, that's only natural, isn't it? Yes, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think I was actually going to give you uh, some other factors which might be important in understanding the, this headline statistic. And that is obviously the catchment areas, the schools are only bound to kind of recruit children from uh, their own catchment areas. And if you're an academy, that's a different thing. But majority of the schools, uh, well, not majority, but I think uh, some of them are still under local authority control. And therefore, that is one factor. And uh, as I've said, um, majority of the black and minority ethnic people actually live in um, towns, urban town centers. And yes, I think there's the other factor which uh, we have noticed in High Wycombe over decades is... Uh, what I term and what other people term as white flight. That is, um, certain schools, for example, um, there was a school in High Wycombe called Brentwood. It became West Wycombe West. And then it started to acquire a reputation to have um, Asian children in it. And therefore, every year, uh, the local white population would send less and less of their children into that school and therefore the concentration of Asian children kind of increased in or, that. Or the Asian community was sending more and more Asian children to the school. No, I think that, that's not actually true. How, how do you uh, know? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the, the, that is possibly true in the sense that because, as I mentioned, the socio-economic factors mean that majority of uh, the children from ethnic minorities don't have access to, say, um, pushy parents who can go and say, look for a better school. You're joking. Asian kids don't have pushy parents? You're, well, that's a joke, isn't it, Rafiq? No, it's not. No, wow. It's not. Do you, are, are you Asian? I, I tell you what, there may be some very good Asian parents. Hang on a second. No, no, no. Rafiq, Rafiq, I've got, I've got to stop you, sir, with all of your, your list of... of the, 
That's complete and utter guff. I went to school in Slough where the Asian kids were under so much pressure from their parents to succeed, to become doctors, to become lawyers. I know a girl that killed herself because of the amount of pressure that she was under from her parents. Well, I'm afraid you are actually generalising to a point where... Well, hang on a minute, sir. What are you doing? About well, You're, you're generalising about I white know. flight. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to give you some factors, and that's the important well, thing here. The facts are... Well, no, no, there's only... difference between factors and facts, sir. And I, right, if, I, if, I'm right. if I'm generalising, sir, you're painting with a very, very broad brush. Well, OK, OK, touche. What I'm actually trying Thank to Thank you, tell you accepted. That in High Wycombe, only 7% of the Pakistani children passed the 11-plus last year. OK, we've got selection in Buckinghamshire. Not a single black child passed at the grammar school, uh, went on to grammar school. Is that racist? Yeah. No, it's not racism. I'm actually giving you the reason. I'm just giving you the facts at the moment. The 11 plus exam is based on... The, the 11 plus exam is based, if I remember correctly, on verbal reasoning, isn't it? It's not a knowledge or an intelligence test. It's a verbal reasoning. So there is well, a... There is a there is a suggestion that p- perhaps if, 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 if Pakistani children aren't passing a verbal reasoning uh, exam, that could be to d- that there, there could be other factors at play. Yes, of course, and this is what um, I'm hoping that you can actually lead on to. Now, when you said that there, you, you, know, you had some very pushy parents and very bright children, Asian children in your schools, that's right. There are actually um, children who go to grammar schools and do well, go on to university. But when you look at the GCSE results, and I'm just talking about uh, GCSEs in, in Buckinghamshire, when you look at that, the basic criteria is five GCSE passes or yardstick at grades A star to C, including math and English. Now, the mainstream community in Buckinghamshire, there's the pass rate of attaining that yardstick is 68 to um, 69% last year. The Pakistani origin children are only attaining about 40, 45% of them are actually gaining that pass mark. How many of the white children are gaining that pass Um, mark? Well, I've said mainstream. Mainstream is about... Uh, in, in well, I don't know what mainstream means. Well, mainstream means anybody who's not actually, say, um, um, well, not ethnic minority. So white? Well, what? if you want to use that, yes, yes. But there well, are, are they, are they white, white or not? <laughs> I don't well, know. there are some white working class kids who are not performing too are well Are you talking either. specifically about Pakistanis versus everybody else? Or pa- well, Pakistanis I'm versus white children? No, well, that's the statistics I'm giving you. But I don't understand. So I don't understand. I don't understand the statistics. I don't. Either I'm being dumb, or you're not explaining it well enough. Pakistan. Yeah. So Pakistani children are getting forty-eight percent pass. No, no, f- between forty and forty-five percent. Right, and and who are the, the other children who are getting the sixty-nine percent? Well, they Well. I think you're actually uh, perhaps trying to uh, not understand. No, 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 sir. I'm, 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 I'm trying to understand. Who are the 69 percent? Are they white? Are they Indian? Are they black? What are they? Actually, the Indian children in Buckinghamshire, they're they're not in the same uh, numbers as, say, the Pakistani children. Who are the 69 percent, sir? They're better than the mainstream children. I'm actually. Who are the mainstream children? You keep using this phrase, and I've got no idea what it means. Who are the mainstream children? Well, they are the ordinary children who are not, say, ethnic minority. So do you mean white? Hmm? Yes, OK. So the ordinary white children? Not ordinary. You just said ordinary. Well, I'm actually... Well, there is a distinction used, (laughs) and that is the white working-class children 
they are on par with, say, the Pakistani children. But there is a very strong uh, contingent of white children who do very well. And that is why there's a gap in Buckinghamshire, which was recognized by the government um, about two years ago. And that is why Buckinghamshire is trying to do to close the gap. And actually, it is the attainment gap. The, the government has recognized it. The local authority has recognized it. And I'm actually trying to, uh, I'm not quite, quite understand why you think I'm being unfair in saying, using that terminology. Because I've never heard the terminology, and I'm asking you to, to clarify it. Well, I'm actually, I, I hope I've done that, but I can do it again for you. No, ev- is... eventually we got there, eventually we got there. <laughs> yes, well, I'm it's glad funny. we managed to get there. Yeah. But I'm not actually, I'm not trying to kind of paint a picture which is unreal. What I'm trying to say is there is a gap... Uh, and the gap, Would that gap be reduced if, if white kids went to school with Pakistani and brown and all different, if, if all kids kind of mixed together? Um, well, they do, actually. In, in Buckinghamshire, I mean, m- m- majority of schools are mixed schools. There are only one or two in Bucking- in, in High Wycombe, for example, where the majority Yeah, are it's heavily one way or another, isn't it, Rafiq? That's yes, what this survey... Yes, yes that's yes. what... Well, yes, but I mean, uh, it, there's a school called Cressix, it's yeah. an upper school, secondary school in High Wycombe, where 65% of the population is of Pakistani origin, and the black and minority ethnic content is up to 85%. Right, that's... Five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nothing really out of the ordinary at the moment on the roads. No accidents or incidents. Usual congestion on the A1 at Black Hat Roundabouts heading south. Delays on the South Monday when m passing Stevenage. And the M1's very heavy in patches from Tollington Services down to Junction 9 Redbourne on the sensors. Anti-clockwise M25. Usual delays 21 down to 16. That's the M1 all the way down to the M40. In the M40 slow Stoke and Shush down towards High Wycombe. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. The Royal College of GPs was responding to an online survey for the Alzheimer's Society. The Greek people have voted to reject the terms of an international bailout, with more than 60% rejecting further austerity. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow to decide how to respond. And a relative of the family of 12 from Luton, who were understood to have travelled to Syria, has urged them to to return home. Speaking to the BBC from his home in Bangladesh, Abdul Latif, whose brother and son are among the group, said his family had a great life in the UK. 
Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton admits he was close to tears as he won his third British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Harvardshire driver extended his World Championship lead to 17 points ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg, who was second. Hamilton has also joined Nigel Mansell and Jim Clark in winning at Silverstone three times. Fans have been incredible this whole weekend. Just it was just electric out there. I could see honestly, I could see them even more than 2008. I could see them in the corner of my eye as I was coming through turn seven, waiting for the car to turn. I could see them in the corner of my eye, and then through the last corner, and I knew that they're with me the whole race. But to be up there with Nigel and and you know really the, the greats, I'm, I feel very very honoured. In football, Watford are being strongly linked with Tottenham duo Etienne Capoue and Benjamin Strambouli. Meanwhile, the Hornets have sold England under-21 goalkeeper Jonathan Bond to Reading for an undisclosed fee. Luton have signed winger Danny Green following his release by Milton Keynes Dons. Green, who played for Hatters boss John Still at Dagenham, becomes Luton's ninth summer signing. And the USA have won the Women's World Cup, beating Japan 5-2 in the final. Andy Murray is back in action at Wimbledon with the last 16 tied the afternoon against the big serving Ivo Karlovic. Murray is second on centre court following the match between Serena and Venus Williams. You need to be very patient um, against him. You aren't going to get chances in every game. You maybe only get one or two um, in a set if you're lucky so you need to be uh, be ready when, when they come and hopefully I can take those chances. Milton Keynes Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford won the British Championships in Birmingham yesterday, despite a performance he described as dreadful. And the American Beth Allen won the Ladies European Masters at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club at Denham. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Guys, in the BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, man alive. Um, I tell you what, I know what we can send uh, Dealey out on. I've got it. I've got the Dealey factor. Uh, this, I, I'm still furious about Idris Elba getting a series. Let it go. No. Can't let it go. Let Idris go. Is he the one on the advert that's like, look at me, look down, I'm on a horse? Probably. I bet, he, yeah, I, bet he's, I bet he's seen a horse. I bet he has seen a horse. In real life? Yeah. Close. I bet he's even touched a horse. No, I have. Like that. <laughs> no. But, um, let's send Delia out on Idris Elba. Right. Um, is he on too much? Is he, is, is, am I right in thinking that we should ban him? Or do we broaden it out so it's not just about Idris, because you seem to have a bit of a thing about him. Yeah. Who's, on, who's, on, who's on too much? I tell you who's on too much and I love her. Emma Willis. Well, I saw her doing an advert the other day. I thought, oh, you're, you're, you're swimming with the fishes now. She's it? doing too much. She's, she started swimming with the fishes. I just think, nah, doing too much. Doing too much with Emma Willis. Ben yes. Shepherd. Yay! She's Shep- everywhere. Boom, boom, you're right. I've got a great idea for what Daily can do on the phone in. 03459 455555. You've got a good idea. That's what Who's I on too, too much. much? Oh, that's excellent. You like that one? Excellent. Idris Elba's on a little bit too much. So is Emma Willis. Starring Ben Shepherd as the man next door. They're on too much. Davina was on too much for a while, but she's reined it in. Well, has she reined it in or is she just not on enough? 
for oh, herself I love, anymore. I love Davina. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she Davina, was of a time, wasn't she? If Davina came in here now, um, I would pull down the blinds, I would lock the door, and I would have to turn the microphone off and play this loud. Um, she's one hot potato. But then if Kelly Brooks knocked on the door, I'd have to send Davina out. Oh, really? Yeah. Unless she wanted to stick around and watch. And that's not sexist. Nothing wrong with being sexy. Some of us just are. Who else is on? 03459 555. Who, um, who, I don't really watch TV anymore. That's the thing. So I, I can't tell you who's on too much. Well, I mean, Ch- Childs was on too much, but then t- TV saw Sense and uh, mm-hmm. Five Live didn't. Um, I don't know. The one show's on too much. <laughs> oh, those guys. I bet Idris Elba ends up presenting the one show. I Ooh, bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, oh, well, that's good. I don't know. I don't watch telly, so I can't answer that one. Who's but, on uh, too much? Who's on too much? Uh, Daily, take it to the streets. Film uh, up there. Um, what, have you got any texts or anything? Holly Willoughby, she's on TV too much, says Lisa Hunter on the text, uh, on the Tweetles. <laughs> She just tweeted me and I saw it straight away. Pip, Pip Schofield's on too much. <laughs> oh, that works. I know, it's magic. Guys, hello. My Pip show. Schofield's not on as much as he was. Pip Schofield's on too much. It, think... They should get rid of everything he does apart from, and this is the greatest television programme of all time, The Cube. I've never watched it. Oh, oh. we used to play The Cube at home. How? Um, got a cube? No, mm. but suppose we'd like mark out a square and then we'd have to step inside the square and set each other challenges. So one would be, you've got... Um, 60 seconds to pick up uh, 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 50 satsumas. Wow. Yeah. That's a Where'd lot of satsumas. Uh, Tesco's. That's all. That sounds like some prep required for that. Um, yeah. Or we had to throw a ball into some into another person's mouth. A football? No, just a, like, a, like a, you know, a cricket ball. Were you in the demarked territory? Yeah, otherwise right. there's no point, otherwise it's just the room. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Cube. The Cube is one of the greatest television programmes of all time. I, would, I don't do those celebrity things apart from Mastermind, um, Ready, Steady, Cook. And Let's Dance for Comic Relief. Let's Dance for Comic Relief. And um, Weakest Link. Catchphrase is one of my favourites. Sorry? Is that still Catchphrase, on? yeah. Yeah, it's hosted With by... that fella who's also on everything. On Too Much. Who is he? He's on Too Much. What's his name? Uh, I don't know, he's like a magician. Oh, puppet. Mulhern. Flipping Mulhern. Oh no, Mahon's not. On t- Mahon's a good lad. No. He's funny. He's no, funny. Too much. When? He's, when is he funny? When he's not on camera. He's a nice. He's one of the oh. nicest blokes in the world. He's lovely. Oh. He's, he's a very naughty boy. Is he? Yeah, Steve Mahon, naughty boy, selling what? rude jokes. It's Steve Mahon, Steve Mahon. Ooh, now he's feeling the burn. <laughs> Do you know what I want to know about Stephen Mohan? Go on, mate. If he's such a magician, how come he's not a multimillionaire? Well, he is. If he, he just, can make £20 notes. He just keeps it secret. <laughs> oh, who said this? Ian is on Radio Too Much. Get him off. Ian oh. is on Radio Too Much. That's Get him off. Sh- that's Shirley, who's on our text too much. Stop listening. Claire Balding. Yeah, too right. But there's a balding backlash. People are, are, are rebelling against the bald. No, hang on. There is a balding backlash going on. Balding's wearing thin. (laughs) Hey. That's good. Here's some text about our last interview. Should we do that? Yeah, go on, why not? Okay, Master in Bedford says he talks of Pakistanis, but ask him about the Indian and African children who overachieve. Mm. Can you overachieve or are you just achieving? Um, 
Okay, yep, yep. yep. I'll just run out of steam for a bit. Just carry on. I'm let just me, let me pump you up a bit. Liam says... Oh. She's gonna pump me up. Right, here's what Liam Bletchley has to say. Morning, Liam. I couldn't make much sense out of what your earlier interviewee talking about schools where pupils of the same ethnicity or culture attend the same schools. Was it me being dumb in that? Sometimes I'm, I realise I am dumb and I don't know things, but I didn't understand... Um, I didn't really understand what on earth that guy was talking about. Well, well, Liam wonders if it's necessary to conduct an analysis of this. After all, birds of a feather, etc. I don't know why we're bringing those women into this. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian! Dorian, you old, horrible, haggard old tart. Put it away, Dorian. You're 78 years old. don't want to see that. Again. Oh, dear. If and Tony had, says, oh, how big is Dave Luton? Not big at all. Question. Tiny. Uh, if only we had... Uh, oh, I didn't do the story that I was going to do. About... Because um, uh, we so... If only had all the papers, guys. But it doesn't matter. Because I've got this paper. The Daily Mirror. Britain's greatest uh, 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 newspaper after the star. So, uh, <laughs> if you remember earlier on, we were having some classic bants. Uh, and the punchline was... Uh, well, that's the kind of guy I am. The bigger oh, me bigger thing. Me, yeah, yeah bigger. Okay, well, Always there, a hilarious was, root of comedy. There was... Um, should we do it again for anyone who missed it? They can. They, they, they it. should have been listening. Okay, fair enough. This is the story I was referring to. Childminder Karen Alt asked... Right, well, she's a carer, right? So already I don't like her. Um, and um, she is. she was renewing her vows. Already people that renew their vows... Have that. I mean, for goodness sakes. We're so much in love. We're going to do it again. We've been for a very tough time, but we, 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 we're That's so committed and we're going to get back together. He had an affair, but I'm yeah. going to renew my vows. Yeah, because that will work. Fresh start. Party, that'll do it. Um, so she asked kids that she had cared for to be bridesmaids and page boys. The question for you two is... How many bridesmaids and page boys did Karen Alt have? Oh, too many. Seventy-one. Incorrect answer. Thanks. Boyly, we're 12. playing. We're playing bridesmaid bingo. Twelve. Incorrect answer. Higher or lower? The, the higher. The higher or lower than seventy-one? Mm, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Exactly. Fifty-two. Incorrect answer. Higher or lower? Twenty-five. Higher. <laughs> Thirty-one. Okay. What? Yes? No, that's wrong. No, right. Catherine. <laughs> Higher or lower? Literally. Guys, you're right. It's literally, I'm just getting people to say numbers on the radio. As filler. Uh, yeah. No. Well, yeah. Which one? You didn't say a number. 111. Ridiculous. Oh. Get in the sea, as they say on Twitter. Childminder Karen Alt asked, well, she asked 111 kids she's cared for to be bridesmaids and page boys they at a renewal like of vows in Castle Donington. We don't know how many. One said yes. Did they just turn up in their own stuff, in their own right. clothes, or did she have to... Page, pay? boy, page. Being a bride is showing off, OK? Yeah. I think we all agree that. But 100 bridesmaids, super showing off. She doesn't deserve to be married by anyone. She doesn't. She doesn't deserve to be happy. She deserves misery. And I hope that Dave cheats on her again. Each to their own. And also, you know what bridesmaids are really for? Helping you go to the loo. They're no. not going to fit in that cubicle. Bridesmaids are for no. the best man and his friends. Mates, yeah. Buddies, buddies, buddy, buddy. I'm a bridesmaid soon. Boy! Next year. And this will be the music that will be in every gentleman's head as you're walking down the aisle. <laughs> they won't be looking at the bride. They go, oh, the bride looks, oh my God. This is it. So you're walking down the aisle, right? And go, oh, the bride looks 
Flipping egg. Oh, gosh. You're going to be a bet. I am. Today's oh, yeah. show is sponsored by 1972. <laughs> yeah, isn't I apologise. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're just getting reports of an accident on the northbound M1 near to Junction 9, the Redbourne and Whipsnade. And we understand that the outside lane is blocked by a car and a van. Can't see it on camera, but certainly can see the queues building up on the cameras and sensors. This is the northbound M1 towards Junction 9. Southbound is particularly busy this morning. South of Milton Keynes towards uh, Flitwick and then very heavy south of Toddington services on and off all the way down to uh, Junction 9. The uh, M25 anti-clockwise is slow from 21 to 16. The M1 round to the M40 of course, A1M slow passing Stevenage at the moment and uh, also delays on the A414 the Park Street roundabouts in the London Coney uh, in the London Coney area. Delays into London on the A1 down to Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and the A10 at Enfield's very heavy uh, southbound at Southbury Road. Trains they're fine with no reported delays. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. Weather coming up, but before that, these are your news headlines at 7.46 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tick your diaries now. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. And Lewis Hamilton has dedicated his third British Grand Prix victory to the... No, he hasn't done this, though. All he said was, I want to just give this to all the people out there. But it doesn't mean anything. Why don't you give them a load of money or something, you humorless plum? Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, a decent start to the day for many of us, although for uh, more western parts, a bit more in the way of cloud. That's medium level cloud and that builds for everybody as we head into the afternoon. Now, uh, the further west you are, the more chance there is of um, just the odd outbreak of rain spilling in uh, with temperatures reaching 22 degrees Celsius. Tonight should be largely dry and clear. We can't rule out the odd shower here and there, though, with lows of 13 degrees and a cooler start to tomorrow. We've got a line of showers pushing northeastwards and some of those are going to be pretty heavy in the morning in particular so cloudy to start off the day but breaking up in the afternoon to give some sunny spells and quite a decent end to the day although there there may be a few showers kicking off um, due to the heat later on highs of 23 degrees celsius wednesday's looking more cloudy we've got summer outbreaks of rain as a possibility uh, but a northerly wind flow is going to bring some cooler air in we haven't seen that for a little while and uh, thursday's looking cooler but drier with more hope of sunshine as high pressure builds from the southwest and then a much warmer day again quite dry on friday that's your latest forecast every weekday morning they're not getting shown what being british is the intention was to try and make the world a safer place no no it wasn't it was to do with oil don't be naive jonathan please the jvs show i'm not comfortable with it and if they feel they're being pillaried, well, they're putting themselves as the odd person. It's such a violation of a child's sense of safety in the world. And I hate to use that old cliche, Jane, but it hasn't done us any harm, has it? The JVS Show. No, I haven't made my point. I'll tell you when I've made my point. Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well played. Well played, those guys. Well played, those guys. Oh, three, four, five, nine. I'm all out of breath from clapping, flipping, heck I'm unfit. 03459 455555. You can text 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, 
A statement has been released claiming a family of 12 from Luton who went missing after a trip to Bangladesh are in Syria and have joined uh, joined so-called Islamic State. The BBC has not been able to verify if the statement, which is said to be from the Manan family itself, is genuine, but in it, it's claimed they feel safer than ever having joined IS. The BBC also understands that two sisters from another family in Luton have been prevented by counter-terror police from going to Bangladesh between March and April. Dr Nazia Kanum is chair of the Luton Women's Network Against Violence and Extremism. Morning, Doctor. Good morning. I've uh, been pondering this family over the weekend, mm-hmm. w- uh, uh, and I can't work out why I should be bothered by them. Uh, well, it's a big story. I think everybody should take uh, notice of what is happening. And well, why well, should we? Why should we be in? Why this family decided to go? Why? Why? Why, why does it concern me or my listeners? It, it, it concerns me because although I mean, if you look at the actual number of people who are going to Syria from this country maybe a fraction of the Muslim community, because Muslim uh, people who are living in this country is 1.7 million or something like that. And these numbers are very small still, but it concerns me because a woman, apparently in this family, radicalized, if she was radicalized in Birmingham, and she actually tricked quite a lot of them into believing that uh, they should go to Bangladesh, to Istanbul, and from there to Syria. And how did she do it alone? Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't get. So strong no. that they believe that it's a good place uh, to go to. Nazia, here's, here's the thing, right? Sorry? You don't. Here's the thing. You don't know any of that. I don't know any of that. Nobody knows anything. Yes, we're all we're all guessing. We don't know. We don't know if the family were tricked or if they went willingly. We don't know anything about it, do we? No, we don't. We don't. Even even friends don't know. Those who are close to this family for many years, apparently they didn't know. Apparently, yeah. So, so it's it all guesswork and conjecture, isn't it? Obviously, you and I can speculate a lot, and I am right into it because I want these to be prevented. So obviously, for, for many years... I try, I am trying, and I think we should raise awareness. And if we can prevent some of these families, they won't come and declare that we have been prevented. But I feel, I believe, that prevention is important, nevertheless. Why is it, why is it important? It is important because if you think of British citizens just being gullible into uh, going to Syria, thinking that this is a better place to live in than in, than in this country. And I think that we, we, should, we have every sort of responsibility to try to prevent them from going. Because but I don't understand why. The thing is, we're, we're all, we're, lots of people are saying, Nazi, lots of people are saying, oh, they've, they've been tricked, oh, they're gullible. We don't know that. We don't know if we don't know if the person, the people who decided to go, not looked at all the evidence. They weighed it up and they thought, well, that lifestyle better fits what what we want. We're, everybody. The thing that's annoying me about this story is everybody's guessing and everybody is making coming to their own conclusions. We ain't got a clue. We haven't got a clue. But on the other hand, we know at least people like me know and believe that that's not a good place to go to. In your opinion, in their opinion, it was a good place to go to. In their yeah, opinion, it's a good place to bring up kids. We have the responsibility to give the counter sort of picture of what ISIS is about, or IS, or so-called IS is about. They know what ISIS is about. It's, it's about chopping people's heads off and chucking gays off buildings. They know that, they, and yet they still decided to go. The, the position is what brand of Islam they actually believe in 
And what they're not theologians. All these people who are gullible, they're not theologians. They don't know what, what Islam is about. But are we doing enough to put forward the true picture of Islam to anyone? Yeah, I, I think so, because... Weaknesses, and also lack of coordination of all the agencies, including statutory agencies, is important. The, the resources are so limited. I don't have to tell you about it, how, how scarce the resources are. Oh, the resources are limited. I think, why should, why should we... Why should we um, Poor. And I'm not sure, Nazir, I appreciate you going having this conversation with me, because I'm not quite sure what I think on this yet. I'm just kind of exploring ideas, so thank you. But why should we pour money into persuading people... They are British citizens. And yeah, but if they don't want to stay in this country and they, they want to go somewhere else, why should we pour money in, in, in no, persuading no, no, them to stay no, here? Children are being taken. And what, what uh, sort of knowledge and critical thinking children have about where to go, where to live? It's the adults who are taking them yeah. and they are going with them. Yeah, well, so what do we do? We take the children off them and let them go. Yeah, but the point is, it's a safeguarding issue as well. And how can we forget that we have a responsibility to safeguard and protect vulnerable children and vulnerable adults in this country? And they are British citizens. And don't forget, if they want to come back from Syria by facing a horrendous situation, then in law we'll have to accept them to come back. Maybe they will be put in prison or whatever. But British citizens cannot be denied the right to re-enter the country. The law is that. And thinking about that and the safety of the rest of the country, I am concerned, and I think everybody should be. But if they uh, hate us so much and they hate what this country stands for, then uh, isn't it in some way safer that they, they're not in this country, that they, they do go yeah, over yeah. there? I, I understand your argument, but that should be then properly debated and honestly they should take a decision openly that I don't like this country, let me go. Fine. But if they want to come back, they're still British citizens. Don't forget that. In law, they, you cannot deny them that right to come back. And after coming back, what will be their position? Will they actually still continue to do what uh, ISIS is doing here on this soil? Or will they be really reformed? You have to think about that as well. And law is not very uh, helpful in some sense. But I think in safeguarding, uh, that within that framework, we can at least prevent people from um, becoming radicalized. And radicalized is basically it is a process. It is not uh, in itself uh, unlawful or criminal yet. But it may lead to terrorism on this soil. It may lead to terrorism elsewhere. And I, I think radicalization is a worldwide phenomenon now. It's not just in this country that is happening. And we have a duty internationally as well to prevent these things from happening. Don't we want our democratic values to to be intact in this ah, then, then if we were if we were having dinner right now, I would put down my cutlery, Nazia, and I'd I'd say in response to that, well, surely they have their democratic freedoms to go to Syria if they want. They may Boom. have a democratic freedom, but they should not do anything against the fundamental values of this country, which we love so much, and that's why well, they don't. Here. But they like don't, do they? And that's the thing: individual liberty, mutual respect, and tolerance of different faiths and beliefs. In what way ISIS is following any of this? Just tell me that. And why should we accept people just saying, OK, we are going to Syria to be jihadists or support jihadists and we'll come back and sort you out here? Oh. Will we accept it? We won't. And we have to prevent these things from happening, particularly young children and those stupid sort of uh, gullible adults 
who, without knowing which brand of Islam is true Islam, is just going there where chopping heads is absolutely normal, not yeah. just to non-Muslims, but Muslims. Yeah. Oh, how that's many a, Muslims are being killed there? Nazia, finally, another thing. Numbers. Yeah, oh, oh the, the, the Muslims, uh, the more Muslims are being killed out there, the non, non-Muslims, of course. Gullible people, do they know? Isn't it uh, then our duty to raise awareness of these people? They know. They know. They know. They just choose, you know, to believe what they want to believe. I I imagine. I don't think they know. You don't think they know that that, that IS are are, are digging pits and getting people to jump in there and then they kill them? (laughs) That's what they're doing. And, uh, uh, you know, of course they know that. Some people may know, but others who are not radicalised yet, who are being sucked into it, they don't. And Mm. we have a responsibility to raise awareness. Community engagement is vital. Believe me, it is vital. Because if we don't raise awareness uh, of these families, then completely unwillingly some people will be sucked into it. And once they are into it, it's very difficult to come back. I know that some people are facing quite a lot of probably harsh realities there because people are ill. These older people who have gone through this family, you know, Why is it very quick? Because we're running out of time now. Why I don't understand why everyone's saying that the older people were tricked into going. They've got hospitals in Syria. We 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 have literally no idea whether they were tricked or the older people went. Hey guys, we're gonna we're moving to Syria. We don't know. We don't know, do we? We don't we don't know. But at least we have some idea about it, don't we? No, do we? We don't know whether the the old people went willingly or were tricked. We have literally no idea. I think these people, these elderly, if they're ill, they're getting good medication here. Yeah, but they've they've been promised good medication over there. But 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 they've been prom- they have hospitals in Syria. They've been promised medication over there. We do we have literally you are you are we have literally no idea. I have to make a judgment about this. Yeah, exactly, and it's a judgment, and that's the thing, isn't it? People to go to this conflict zone, and I will say no, it's not safe. Okay, listen, I've got to end it there, uh, uh, Nazia. Thank you, Doctor Nazia Khanim. It's an interesting. Um, kind of conversation there are so many people filling in so many blanks we've got no everyone's going on oh, the poor the poor elderly people we don't know that they didn't it wasn't their idea did you see the abuse that the one family friend who spoke out about them and was filling in blanks before that statement came from um syria right. the abuse he got over twi- over the weekend on twitter no telling him that he should be chopped out of the country and, oh, all this kind of, and people in the community say that this is not the family that they know and uh, he was talking out of his uh well, who was the fellow we spoke to the other day um, who was didn't want to talk about it, but was was then on the Victoria D- Derby, suit, yeah. then on Victoria Derbyshire show, um, saying, "Well, we don't know they've gone. For, well, yeah, we did, and we do, and now they have." And I, I just don't know why it's. And I, I will get to the travel in a second. I realise I'm really late. Uh, I, I just find it a fascinating story, partly because I don't know why we should be so fascinated. I don't quite know why it's such a big story and I don't really like and Nazia was doing it there all this guesswork and supposition and making up your own story oh those poor I mean I think it was Jonathan last week was doing should we feel sorry for the old people well why we don't know we don't know if they were against it if they wanted to you can't trick a whole family into going to Syria I don't buy the daughter-in-law theory at all no nor do I anyway travel coming up travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC three counties radio Northbound M1's partially blocked. We've had reports of an accident near to Junction 9, Redbourne. Nothing on camera, but certainly a queue from Junction 8, Hamel Hempstead. If you have any updates, do call us. As for the A1M, southbound at Stevenage, usual congestion there. And delays on the M25, anti-clockwise 24 to 23 towards the A1M. And also slow moving from 21 down to 16 for the M40. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. Last hour of the show. You can have your say on that if you want. Um... 
Can someone explain to me why that's such a big story? 03459 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, doctors raise concern over dementia care, Greeks reject international bailout and victory for Lewis Hamilton at Silverstone. BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. The Royal College of GPs was responding to an online survey for the Alzheimer's Society. Phil Pedder from Milton Keynes cares for his mum but has found it difficult to get help from social services. There's always been that pill strike. They were they were under the impression because I lived there, I could look after my mum as well. Um, but at the time I was working on a full time job, uh, so I had to change on my hours. But we never really had any. The only help we had from them was like a daycare, um, but they classed like respite for myself, which was twice a week. The Greek people have voted to reject the terms of an international bailout, with more than 60% rejecting further austerity. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow to decide how to respond. The BBC's economics editor Robert Peston is in Athens. Greek banks are just days away from running out of cash. That's days away from collapse. It would mean Greeks losing huge chunks of their saving. It would make it almost impossible for Greece to import vital medicines, vital raw materials for their companies. It would be an economic disaster. A relative of the family of 12 from Luton, who are understood to have travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State group, has urged them to return home. Speaking to the BBC from his home in Bangladesh, Abdul Latif, whose brother and son are among the group, rejected suggestions that the family would have a better life with Islamic State. Islamic State claims our family members are better off in Syria. This is ridiculous. My family members had a great life in London. How could they have a better life in Syria? Isn't it funny? Even my housemaids in Bangladesh are having a better life compared to Syria. St Albans District Council has ended its legal challenge against the controversial rail freight terminal on the old Radlett Aerodrome site in Park Street. Last week, the council was refused permission to appeal the High Court dismissal of its case against the Secretary of State, with the judge saying they had little chance of success. Council leader Julian Daly says given their legal advice, they won't be making any further appeals. A 46-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder of a police officer after an incident at a block of flats in High Wycombe in the early hours of Saturday morning. One of the officers who went to the address in Olympic Way was attacked with a chisel. He suffered only minor injuries. In sport, Lewis Hamilton admits he was close to tears as he won his third British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Stevenage driver is now 17 points clear at the top of the World Championship. I was really just trying to manage the pace and the gap and then it, as I said it, then it started to rain and that gap reduced a lot I'm thinking I'm thinking guys I'm not going to lose this for you um, and so I was spurring myself on as well. The weather dry and sunny a little cloudier this afternoon a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Thank you Simon Ah 
That being woken up at half past two by a screaming child is really starting to kick in now. Oh, man. And I've got them all day. Hey, guys, you know I'm not here next week, yeah? You know I'm staying at home in bed for a week, yeah? And you know I'm not here on Wednesday, yeah? I'm not here this Wednesday, okay, guys? You know that? Good. Well, you know it now. Doing a school trip. We're going on a school trip on Wednesday, and then it's first night of the tour. I'm flipping it. 03459 455 555. You can text as well if you want, you know. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. John's texted. You seen John's text? Yeah. Do you want to read it? No, but... uh... I will. Go on. I'm sick and tired of hearing about bloody Muslims. Have you nothing else to talk about, John? John, 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 John. How often do you listen to this show? Yes, we had a couple of days last week where we, uh, we talked about it, but very, very rarely on this show do we do the, in inverted commas, Muslim story. And that was one tiny hit. But you raise an interesting point, surprisingly. Why is that story about the family from Luton such a big story? I don't quite understand it. I don't understand why it's such a big story that's still dominating the headlines. Because the tabloids love a traitor. Yeah. They've got 12 there. Um, Although they're trying to pin it on one woman tricking everyone. I, I, I don't I, believe it. I don't I don't buy that narrative for one second. And again, what I'm about to say is guesswork and supposition, but you can't trick a whole family into So how many there were three kids. Mm-hmm. So that takes you down to nine adults, okay? So there are nine adults. Three I think three men or four men. Right. You can't trick a whole family. You can't trick. Thank you, Kelly. You can't trick a whole family into going to Syria. You can't trick eight other adults into going to Syria to join IS. Can you? Unless you have you. If you've been tricked into going to Syria, call me now. Uh, you can't. Who arranges your family trips? Like the the actual practicals. Oh, my wife. Mm. Oh, flipping egg. Where? Oh, blimey. I better check those tickets. I don't. I don't get the envelope. I don't get to touch it. We get a big brown envelope. All the documents get put in there, and it's nothing to do with. Gosh, me. you're so. What well, do you holiday in the 1990s? We print it all off. Yeah, yeah. And it's then, all but in but the we spend we spend hours trying to reformat the ticket so we can print it properly and not use up all the ink. What I'm saying is, all those printouts, yeah. all the passports, yeah. everything else. Nothing to do with me from the moment it's printed off. Can someone... uh, It feels to me slightly that that story about the Luton family is one of those stories that's kind of um, made up by the press. And by that, I I, I mean, yes, it obviously happened, um, but it's the the press keep breathing life into it. Mm -hmm. When really, okay, a family of 12 went to join IS. Okay. I suppose the difference, you know, it's a sexy story because there are kids and there are um, ill old people who must have been tricked in the same way that the three schoolgirls was a sexy story because it was three schoolgirls. And, you know, a bloke going off on his own or two blokes going off, it's not really a sexy story anymore. We've kind of been there, done that. Thank you very much indeed. You know, I told you about that backlash against the fam- quote-unquote family friend. Yeah. Do you want to hear some of it? Yeah, go on, go on. Atoll says, I've known this family all my life. They're caring and loving. I don't know what is the truth, but whatever it is, Mr Ashok was on the street going on telly like he knew everything first. Get the facts, then speak. Yasmin says, well done, Ashok. You carry on making stupid statements about someone's daughter when you've got no concrete information or evidence, even if it isn't down to her. The community will start pointing fingers and will be blaming her. Oh, well, at least you've got your five minutes of fame. Flipping idiots. Mm. And Samina says, failed MP in publicity stunt should be the head line without evidence he's pointing fingers how has he been labeled a community leader with just 3000 votes there we go 03459455555 you can text if you want 81333 start your text 3cr well, no, i know we'll talk about that a bit more later if anyone, i guess the question i want to ask is why is that such, why is it such a big story 
It, 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 it doesn't feel like a big story to me, but yet it keeps on popping up in the... Anyway. Um, 03... Four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Now, a poll of family doctors reveals the NHS is doing too little to care for people with dementia who already have to rely too much on family for help. The Alzheimer's Society, which carried out the survey, has warned too many people the disease are being failed by a system which doesn't meet their needs. Well, Tim McLaughlin is from the organisation and joins me now. Morning, Tim. Good morning, Ian. Thank uh, you for drawing attention to this. Well, thank you. It's, it's not a surprise, is it? We, I, I, I thought we knew this already. Well, what we know from our Dementia 2015 Aiming Higher to Transform Life survey of doctors is that over three quarters of GPs think their patients with dementia rely on families. They don't get enough help from health and social care services. And it's not a surprise. And what we're calling on the government to do is to aim higher to provide more support, particularly at that crucial point of diagnosis. So what is is lacking, Tim, that uh, families and uh, and pa- uh, patients need? Well, what what's really lacking is that when someone's diagnosed with d- dementia, it can be a confusing time. It can be, what do I do next? Where do I go for information? And the, the GPs have said more than two-thirds don't get enough provision from adult social services after a diagnosis. So we've got people living longer with a diagnosis. What does that mean in terms of the support that they need as the dementia progresses? What does it mean in terms of care planning? What does it mean in terms of, do you know what, I want to keep living my life because life doesn't end when dementia begins. And what we want to see is more dementia advisors. The Alzheimer's Society has dementia advisors around the counties, around the country, but we don't have enough to reach everybody. So whose responsibility do you think it should be to uh, provide that information? Is it, is it um, uh, social services or is it um, doctors and medical staff? everybody's responsibility. We think everybody should be aware of dementia and how to support people with dementia. We have our Dementia Friends initiative. We're calling on all care homes and treatment centres to become dementia friendly. The main thing we want to do is make sure that people feel supported. And that means knowing where to go for help, but also that everywhere is as dementia-friendly as can be. So we talked about dementia advisors. That's someone who knows how to signpost to what services are available. We have a new service on our website called Dementia Connect, and that actually you can put in your postcode and find out where are the local support services. But the problem is that GPs are the gatekeepers to getting a diagnosis that then often happens in a specialist memory clinic, and it's at that point at that point of the diagnosis in the hospital, that the gaps start to show, and that's what the survey is showing today. And what negative impact are these gaps having on families and people who have dementia? Well, the most important thing is that when someone is diagnosed with dementia, it opens the door to treatments which can slow down the condition and the support to help people live their lives to the fullest. It acts as a catalyst for discussions about how to live with dementia, including powers of attorney, maintaining health, driving and advanced care planning, all of those things. So it opens the door to actually living well with dementia. Now, when we think about cancer and other treatments, people get diagnosed and then there's treatment directly available. And we're calling on the government, both local and national, even in these times of austerity, to make sure that at the point of diagnosis, it's not like a fractured mirror as it is at the moment. Someone living somewhere in London or any of the three counties or indeed around the country, when they look at the mirror, it's broken. 
That's the coverage of support post-diagnosis. We want to see a complete mirror, and we're calling on the government, both local and national, to enable that. All right, Tim, listen, best of luck. Thanks very much for your time, Tim McLaughlin. Um, from the Alzheimer's Society, 03459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, dearie, dearie me. 03459 455555. I'm sounding weary because, because, my half past two in the morning, my boy woke me up, night terrors. No, don't pull that face. He's been doing it quite a lot. And when you have to get up at five to four, it is very, very tiring. Very tiring. And it's hit me now. It's just this second it's hit me. And we've only got one working newspaper today. The Daily Mirror. But what a paper. But what a, what a paper, what a paper, what a paper. Here we go, here we go. It's a story about you, your lot. Your lot in the papers. What? What lot? Your lot. Women. The Norvenes. Oh, right. Mm. In from up north. Oh, where? From Manchester. Um, by Belfast. It's it's even grimmer up north. Economic divide is growing. The North-South divide has increased since the recession, oh. with London far outperforming the struggling regions. Yeah. Research using the most recent figures available reveals today that the capitalist oh, economy. Manchester, the capital's economy grew one and a half times as fast as the UK. You're going to come in there and punch your lights out. Yeah, I know you are, mate, because it's reminding you of your first boyfriend. No, actually, I didn't. What? I've never gone out with a Mancunian. You've never been out with a boy? <laughs> oh, that's a perfectly acceptable lifestyle choice. If it is indeed a choice, maybe prefer, it's DNA. I prefer men. Um... We now have an imbalanced recovery that's too weak outside of London. Why is Basi- doing this? Basically, to basically, what it is is the North is having a little bit of an old whingy whinge again, as you often do. Ah, kid, I go to the foot of our stairs inside the pots. Very brave through that glass, aren't you? Tough guy, very tough guy through the glass. Yeah, you're right. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, delays on the northbound M1 with an accident earlier at Junction 9, Redbourne. Southbound is particularly slow in patches from just uh, past Toddington services down towards Junction 9 and the M40. That's OK. M25, though, anti-clockwise, slow 21 around to 16 towards the M40. And uh, very busy on the O&M, really slow, actually, this morning from just south of Letchworth all the way down to Stevenage. So uh, particularly slow on the A1M. Uh, delays also on the A1 at the Black Cat Roundabout. Slow into Bedford on the A6 from the north of Bedford possibly because of the roadworks on Paula Radcliffe Way, the bypass works, of course, and checking the uh, trains, a good service at the moment across the three counties. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. Right, where are we? 8.16, it's Monday the 6th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. Eurozone leaders are to hold an emergency summit tomorrow after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. And Lewis Hamilton has dedicated... Oh, that story really annoys me. Sundays on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a one-on-one connection thing. It's about me, it's about you, 
that's what it's all about. Edward Adu. It's not going to be Top Gear. It's going to be a thousand times better. Every Sunday night from eight. Eclectic black music. It's going to be funk, soul, hip-hop, reggae, even a bit of house as well. It's like a social club. It's the Edward Adu Social Club. We just hang out, peanuts, glass of water. That's what it's all about. Edward Adu. I wear weird trousers. I wear crazy glasses. And I love fried chicken. Every Sunday night from 8 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I was saying the other day I've never had fried chicken. Um, and then I had some fried chicken, but it was in a it was in a, a wrap in Tesco's. Mm. I don't think that counts as. I mean, it's not the Colonel. It's not the Colonel. No, I'm a big fried chicken fan, although I don't eat it. Can you? That, well, that, first of all, two things. First of all, how can you be a, a big fan of fried chicken? And secondly, what do you mean you don't eat it? Uh, it's delicious, but I just don't want to clog up the, my my little arteries, clog up or even clog up my my, my tiny. Tiny little arteries. I've seen a picture of your artery, and it is very, it's very cute. quite impressive. What's yeah. on your show today, Artery Boy? Well, uh, this morning, I, I don't want to talk about the family of 12 from Luton, who may or may not yeah. have consciously gone to Syria to live with IS. But what I do want to talk about is is uh, two local Muslims who spoke to BBC Three Counties Radio last night, Sanawar and Omar. They, uh, they were in Berry Park. They spoke on the street to uh, BBC presenter Yasmin Khan, uh, and they say they do know this family. Um, and they say that whether or not they've gone to uh, live in Syria with IS, they don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, when asked about the beheadings, they said, well, it's just a pain-free way of killing people uh, under pure Islamic law. When asked about life in this country, they say uh, it's impossible to live a very strict Islamic life in the UK. And if people want to go and be much, in their words, better Muslims, then they may want to travel to places like Syria. These men appear to be in their 20s. Gosh. So is it bravado uh, or should we be worried about how... I'm going to play the audio at nine o'clock, how blasé they are yeah. about chopping people's heads off. They Gosh. just did, did not seem to be shocked by it whatsoever. So I'll play that into after nine and I simply want your reaction. What is your reaction to what Sanawa and Omar have said? 03459 555555. Thank you very much, Thank Tim. You. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 555. We're asking uh, who's on telly too much. We'll come to that in a bit. Daily's out on the streets. How much how much dollar would you pay to see Justin Daly hosting his own late night? Well, Sorry, that was rude. Just made me calm down. That was rude. Yeah. How much dollar would you pay to see Justin Daly late night? A late night television show. Um, I'd pay big bucks. Can we call it Daly for really? It'll, no. Uh, well, the show I'm pitching um, to ITV2 is called Gizaz. <laughs> and basically, it's Dealey in a mock-up of his flat. It's not a real flat, it's a studio flat, but it's slightly bigger. You'll have a wall of legends. Wall of legends. Um, and and a CDs, tiger. his CDs in alphabetical order. And he'd be just just be sat there, and each week he'd have he'd have geezers round. And it could be sporting geezers, uh, musical geezers, or just geezers. Just round, having a little bit of a chat. You don't need any reasons for geezers. A few beers, pizza arrives. Geezers. Geezers, 10.30, ITV2. I'm, I'd watch that. Yeah, it's I'd like, watch that. Yeah, it's like watch that. the antidote to loose women. Yeah. Yeah, have it. Maybe, I'll tell you what we'll do. We've got people here who totally um, love rubbing cameras and online footage all over their nether regions. Let's film a pilot for geezers. Let's, we'll film a pilot for geezers, OK? We, we, we're going to do that? Yeah. yeah. Could, could you sound enthusiastic? Yeah. Are we going to film geezers? Mm. I, I, yes. 
<laughs> I really am up for this. Flip, uh, oh, oh, why are you sounding so sarcastic? No, that's just right. My she's face. not. She's my... not involved in it. Why? Are you up for it? Yeah. Right. You're not. Right. I am up Wait. for it. This is just my voice. This idea is not actually why happening. Am I not involved? Shush. 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 This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now, a new report has revealed that while the level of diversity in the country has increased, the level of segregation in schools remains the same. According to a think tank called the Demos Integration Hub, white kids tend to go to schools where they're in the majority, and so do non-white kids. Basically, people kind of, you know, they, they, they stick around with people who look like them. Um, Sahib Blair is the education spokesman of the Islamic Party of Britain and lives in Milton Keynes. Uh, Sahib, um, this isn't particularly worrying. This is just common sense, isn't it? Uh, I suppose it is, Ian. Uh, and, and more than common sense, because uh, it's not just about schools, it's about where people live to start with. I mean, uh, in, if you live in a particular neighbourhood, you can't just set, uh, sell a house and go somewhere else uh, because you want a more mixed environment for your children. But then again, uh, you don't necessarily want to because, uh, yes, birds of a feather flock together, isn't it? And there's nothing wrong with that. But everyone does it. White people tend to, you know, tend to live with white people and Polish people tend to live with Polish people and Pakistanis tend to live with Pakistan. It's just human nature, isn't it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it as such if it isn't exclusive. Now, for adults, of course, you have a situation where uh, people don't just stay within their neighbourhood. They also go out in other areas and meet other people, and that's really not a problem. Of course, when it comes to children, and if they're really just constrained to be with their own kind, one could argue that a kind of colourful, rich canvas of experience for children is more beneficial than a monochrome world. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it is. I, but um, as I was saying earlier on, you know, just because of the nature of where I live, um, uh, my uh, boy goes to, I, I, I think his class is entirely white. Um, but I'm not worried about him growing up to uh, think any less of people of different backgrounds and different colours and different accents. You know, it, it's, it's, it, it, well, it's not it, just about what you think of them as a child, but if you have friends from different backgrounds, I, yep. I suppose it makes for a richer experience. Yeah. Just like if children have the opportunity to go on holiday rather than just stay within 10 miles of where they were born all their life, uh, it makes for a richer experience. So certainly that's a beneficial thing, but I don't think you can arrange that through policy. And, and uh, also, uh, of course, uh, what you're going to do about it, parents don't have that choice, even if they want no. to. There, there is a catchment area. Uh, they have a hard enough time to get into a good school within their own catchment area. They can't opt out uh, unless they go to a private school. Uh, and those private schools are probably segregated as well. <laughs> Mm. Well, yeah, I get you know if it, yes, if, it, if it's part of it's down to socioeconomic factors, then yeah, uh, yeah there is a good chance. So this, the, I, I'm not, I don't quite understand why the, this this, um, this this survey has been done. It, it, it feels to me nothing um, particularly surprising. So it doesn't con- it, it doesn't concern you massively. Then, not say. really. I mean, surveys are being done on all kinds of things because uh, I, I suppose research students at university need something to do. So. <laughs> well done. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, which is why we tend to ignore surveys on this show because <laughs> that's a brilliant well, way of describing of them, it. I suppose. They, they provide us with some interesting uh, lens into things we haven't thought about um, yeah. and uh, uh, give us some, uh, some information, some insights. And, and sometimes you think, oh, well, actually, I didn't know that. And maybe maybe we need to also do something about it but but not always you have to just jump the gun just because somebody discovered mm. that well life continues
Sahib, good to talk to you. Thank you. What a, a, a refreshing um, uh, input into the show. Sahib Blair, education spokesman of the Islamic Party of Britain. 03459 555 is the phone number. That's a great line. Well, you know, th- these research students need to do something. Uh, I suppose they do. I suppose they do. Um, uh, but Liam in Bletchley. Uh, are we northerners now being categorised as aliens or minorities here, Ian? Always. Always. Uh, is it Kelly who's from the Manchester area? Kelly, are you from the Manchester area? No. Huh? No. No. OK. I'm from west-central Scotland, says Liam. I'm from west-central Scotland. We are here to provide a cross-section of our national diversity. Embrace it. Wow. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Um, 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. So Errol Flynn. What was Errol Flynn famous for, Kelly? Errol Flynn? Don't Google it. I'm not. I'm typing something completely different. Don't Google it. Let me ask Catherine. Catherine, I know you're making a phone call. Oh, look, she's doing the... Actually, I'm making a serious phone call face. I'm not talking to one of the fun guys. Oh, OK. Oh, flipping it. Um, OK, so what was Errol Flynn famous for? Do you mean Errol Leslie Thompson Flynn? Is that who you mean? Catherine's miming it perfectly. What are you throwing out of the park? I'm not. I'm just unravelling it. Yeah, exactly. He um, was an actor. Can I tell you something? My yeah. mum used to have a massive cactus called Errol. <laughs> like massive he? it died a few times and had to be brought back from the bin it was a little bit bent but it was the biggest cactus well, you've ever seen a perfect description of Errol <laughs> Flynn a little bit bent but the per- the biggest cactus you've ever seen that's pretty much him summed up I think from if the rumours be believed of what went on on his yacht <laughs> he had famously him and Roddy McDowell um, the, the two of the biggest um, stars in Hollywood although they were only about five foot seven so I think you yeah, know a lot of Errol's was made up in something else yeah Yes. Um, uh, anyway, his love. Are you making a phone call or are you with us? I'm there. I'm Good. This is, my, this is my last story I've got in the papers, guys. So the last half hour is going to be no, fun. No, it's cool. Huh? It's all it's all taken care of. Sorry, mm-hmm. so I didn't realise we'd hired the Grateful Dead to produce this show. It's cool, is it, yeah, man? I'm handling it. Is it cool, man? All over well, pass it. the Dutch upon the left hand side. Do you know that's a pot of food? No, it's, it's not. not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's a pot. That's it's, not. it's a pot of something. That's no. what's when musical youth were on yeah. Blue Peter mm. and they were asked, it may have been Sarah Green, so what is a duchy that you're passing upon the left hand side? They very quickly said, Oh, it's no, a pot it's, of food. It's it's a it actually pot. is. No, it's not. That's why they say, How does it feel when you've got no food? Well, and if they had no food, that's then why, why are they children? passing an empty pot. That's why there's children singing it. Guys, it's uh, you know what a duchy Google Dutchy pot. You no, yeah, we you know what a Dutch pot is. I know what you think. Yeah, I know what a duchy is, mate. A I, duchy you're is. You're thinking of Dutch. Have a little Google. You, I can't been, because I'm a bit busy. I'm a bit busy doing pot. the radio show. No, forget the pot. Yeah, there you go. Look. Forget the pot. Just type in duchy. Duchy pot. It was a convenient excuse. Kelly. I will type in duchy though. Yeah. Type in duchy oven. Dutch bike. No. <laughs> <laughs> See what that is. Come on, guys. Sorry, I'm I'm busy doing the show. I mean, you... They're actually singing a biddly biddly bong. <laughs> Do that again. A biddly biddly bong. Clip that. <clears throat> Five love letters written by Hollywood legend and sex symbol Errol Flynn. They only fetched a thousand pounds. Gosh, and I bet they're filth. I bet they're well. If he's if he's if he's um you know drawn around it, the letters. It's a lot of paper. The letters were sent to Marjorie Bickham. Marjorie. <laughs> Who Flynn Large. met while performing at the 1934 Malvern Festival. A thousand pounds!
pounds for five love letters from that mucky pup. The Mirror told on Saturday how the 20-year-old from Ledbury spurned Flynn, who begged to see her again. She died in 1997. Um, Nick Davies of Fielding's Auctioneer said the letters are a fascinating insight into Flynn and how his mind worked and his persistence. (laughs) He was not used to being turned down by anybody. And I mean anybody. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, just checking the A1M, it's really slow southbound from Letchworth down to Stevenage this morning and northbound is also looking very heavy up towards uh, the Stevenage-Turner Junction 8. As a result, the A602 out of Hitchin, quite a long queue uh, towards the A1M. M1 heavy southbound in patches from, uh, well, Milton Keynes down towards Bedford and then it's slow moving from Toddington Services down to 9 Redbourne. The accident on the northbound M1, that's now cleared from Junction 9. Anti-clockwise M25 uh, from 21 down to 6. 16 slow in patches this morning. Very busy into Ellsbury, I've just spotted, especially on the A41 heading down from Wasden Manor. And uh, trains, they're okay, no significant problems across the three counties. I'm James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The government is contacting British people living in Greece and is also offering advice to holidaymakers after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. And St Albans District Council has ended its legal challenge against the controversial rail freight terminal on the old Radlett Aerodrome site in Park Street. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Victory for Lewis Hamilton at the British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. The Hertfordshire driver extended his World Championship lead to 17 points ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg, who was second. Hamilton has also joined Nigel Mansell in winning at Silverstone three times. Anyone who says that Formula One's boring must be crazy at the moment because I think we've just had an epic race and I predicted it before the race weekend. It's turned out the way it has and, uh, you know, we've got a superb winner. In football, Watford are being strongly linked with Tottenham duo Etienne Kapui and Benjamin Stambouli. Meanwhile, the Hornets have sold England under-21 goalkeeper Jonathan Bond to Reading for an undisclosed fee. Luton have signed winger Danny Green following his release by Milton Keynes-Dons. Green, who played for Hatters boss John Still at Dagenham, becomes Luton's ninth summer signing. And the USA have won the Women's World Cup, beating Japan 5-2 in the final. Andy Murray is back in action at Wimbledon later with a last 16 tie against the big serving Ivo Karlovic. Looking ahead, here's Russell Fuller. Karlovic warmed up for Wimbledon the only way he knows how by serving a world record 45 aces for a three set match en route to the semi finals in Halle. He served a further 136 in the first week of Wimbledon and on Saturday claimed the notable scalp of Joe Wilfried Songa. Karlovic may be 36 and have lost all five of his matches with Murray, but with his serve and a 6 foot 11 inch frame, it's no surprise that Britain's last hope in the singles describes this as a very, very tricky match. The match is second on centre after the Williams sisters play their first Grand Slam match since the 2009 Wimbledon final. And Milton Keynes Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford won the British Championships in Birmingham yesterday despite a performance he described as dreadful. I mean I've come away with a win and that's great and everything else but my jumping today was terrible. For whatever reason I was missing that spark at the end to actually take off and do anything decent. I felt pretty good on the runway but every time I planted my foot down nothing was happening. 
BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I think it's just gone politically correct. In it, though. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, considering this is a show where we tend not to do the, um, the, um, the, in inverted commas, Muslim phone-in. There are some uh, uh, radio stations where, oh, flipping it, they bang on about it all the time. <laughs> all the time I'm bored of it as a listener. But we, we kind of do bring them up when... Um, there's an important story. One story I'm struggling to get my head around is this, this, this family of 12 from Luton. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. I, I can understand why it got some coverage on the day. I can understand why we did it, because they're local and we're a local radio station and we, you know, it's a big local story for a day. But then it just seems that it's constantly in the press and I can't quite... Am I being dumb? I just can't quite understand why it's such a big... The fascination, thing. I think the fascination is we still can't get over the fact that people can live in this country and take all the opportunities it has to offer and then throw it back in our faces. Is that what they've done? They've thrown it back in our faces? They've made a decision to go and live somewhere else? Is that throwing yeah, it back in our faces? They've also added a little sort of Yabu socks, haven't they? In what respect? You can, you can stick. You, they said that we'd um, thrust democracy in their faces, made them have it. Oh, is that what they said? Is yeah. that their statement? Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, what I do love about this story is, is, is everybody is guessing. Everybody's guessing. Everybody's making assumptions. Oh, yeah, but the, the mum has got cancer and the dad has got diabetes. They've got hospitals in Syria. You know, it's it's an it's not. They're not living in caves. It's it's quite an advanced uh, um, country. You know, it's the, the people, not everyone's living in poverty. You know, they've got hospitals. They'll, they'll have insulin, I think. I think they've got insulin over there. Is that what you have for diabetes? Yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. We go. Well, you need that, yeah. Excellent stuff quite indeed. Um, Steve's on line two. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. What a wonderful day. <laughs> what would you like to say? Well, I don't know what the fuss is. If they want to go, let them go. I should imagine the majority of people don't even care, to be honest. I wonder if um, people do. Yeah, I wonder if people do care. I don't. I, I think it's. It was. You know. Not really. Hello. I think it's. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I think it was. Um, uh, it, it was kind of interesting when it happened, and I think that we were right to talk about it on this show and this station because uh, it's a local story. But um, I don't. I, I suppose. I suppose, Stephen. It opens. Excuse me. I suppose, Steve. It opens up the conversation. Um, as to what, if anything, should be done with people who w want to go and uh, live under IS. But it, it does seem odd that it's a story that, that keeps, you know, popping up. Yeah, but they're no, put it this way, they're no threat to us. The security service and the police have got enough to do with proper terrorists that are in this country or around the world without worrying about 12 people from Luton or from wherever going to Syria. I mean, people move around the world every day. So why are we worried about 12 people Sposing. from Luton or from wherever? Sposing, you know? Sposing they come back. Well, this is the problem. We don't want them to come back because ah, they'd be, tough, some, tough. some of these people they, be taught as terrorists. Sposing, and then they might be able to bomb us. They're a threat to our society. Sposing, but Sposing they come back, though. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to come back. No, but they, but they are. We have no right to stop them coming back. Well, we need to change the law then. No, 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 but it's not British law. It's international law. We have no right to stop them coming back. 
well, let's change to a republic, pull out of Europe and do how we want to do without anyone well, dictating to it. that's a sensible answer, Steve. Why yes, had nobody else we'll thought vote, of it? A referendum for a republic, close the borders, mark everyone in, and mark how, everyone out. Who's how coming likely, in, who's Steve, in the world of reality, well, just, just put your feet back down on the ground if you can for a second. In the world of reality, <laughs> Steve, how Go likely on. is that to happen? Well, the way things are going, well, I mean... How likely is what you're democracy. asking for to happen? Never. Never. It c- no, it can be. Of course it can be. It you just won't ever... That, that, that pushes it, it forward. It won't ever happen. Why? What's wrong with having a republic and no. dictating? We, we're supposed to be a sovereign country and we're dictated by Europe. I'm not, I'm not time. saying there's anything wrong with it. All I'm saying is... I think that is a ridiculous idea. And she's three! <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Hey, Matty Bum Bum, how you doing now? Hey, Matty Bum Bum, give me a banana, daylight come. Sorry? Shut up and listen. Right? Steve's right. Don't let them back in. We don't want them. If they want to go there, let them go. Look at all the other people that have left this country, I've got a daughter who lives in Ireland. She, I didn't ask her to go. I didn't, nobody forced her to go. I've got a brother who lives in Spain. Nobody forced him to go. And he lives in Spain and loves it. Good luck to him. This is the best country in the world. Listen, listen, keep pulling it down. If they don't like this country, they should not stay here. And the, the girl with all, Davina, she's like a rash on that TV. I thought I'd have a right go at you today, and I feel good about it, and I feel I've got a lot of work to do today. Now, I'm so pleased I've had a little go at you, Ian, and you've let me have my say. Thank you very much. Matt's talking out of his bum. He is talking out of his bum. He's talked about Muslims and Islamic State, and then Davina Merkel. He's talking right out of his bum. He's put the phone down. He couldn't handle the conversation. He went from IS to Davina. One second he's telling me to shut up. And then he's talking about Islamic State. Then he starts talking about how Davina's someone that he hates. Oh, Matty Bum Bum, you're talking out of your Bum Bum. He's gone from IS to Divina. What a silly call. Can you put Fader 3 down for me? Oh, of course I can. I do apologise. <laughs> Sorry. Put that in the pod. I'm like, I'm like, um, we're not allowed to play Neil Young. Journey or Bonnie Raitt. We're not allowed to because of something that's going on with copyright. Who needs those guys when you've got this guy writing songs like that? I wrote that song about 10 years ago for my first album, and I was just thinking, one day the opportunity will arise where that song will fit. And that opportunity, guys, was today. Are you listening, Adele? How long is it taking you to pull your finger out? Do you remember, do you remember the first Adele? The, um, not, no, the first Adele girl. Adele. No, no, no. There was a there was another Adele girl, and then Adele came. A ridge Adele. We were looking for 
uh, a plaintive female singer who was a little bit bland, not offensive. We found her in Adele, but before that, there was the girl. She rode an, a bicycle for a Pepsi advert. Thank you very much for your call. Oh, what was her name? You know the one, guys. She rode a bicycle for a Pepsi advert. Duffy. Oh. Do you remember Duffy, the first Adele? I, I bought that album. Yeah, I, I wish bet I you did. It was my fault. Yeah. Let's go through all. Um, I'll come to the. We've got. Uh, I'll come to this cause in a second, right? Let's go through all the first Adeles. There was Duffy. Dido. There was Dido. Flipping Dido. Dido. There was Jem. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stop! I've got that on my iPod. No. I've got that on my iPod. It's quite a good album, actually. But she's she's um um. She needs to cheer up. Yeah, she's um uh, prequel Adele. She's pre pre Adele. She's Pradel. Um, there was another one that was like Duffy. Do you know who I found on my iPod this morning? Oh. Lucy Silvers. Who? Mm. Aye. Mm. Cool, she right. was good. She's played the piano like you, Adele. You wonder why I don't let you... Katie Mellie, you wonder why I don't let you uh, play the iPod, your iPod. You should. There was another... Oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight one three double three. We're looking for Pradels. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Hey, morning, Ian. Great song. Love it. Thank, thanks. Uh, thank you very much indeed. And I shall be releasing that as, uh, as a single very, very soon. What you got for us, Kev? Right. I was wondering, with this uh, family of 12 that have gone to, to ISIS, one thing that hasn't been spoken about yet is where were they living? Were they living in a council house or did they have their own house? I don't know. Because, I mean, they've, they've been away since April. Yeah. Now, if it's a council house or a couple of council houses, who's paying for it? I don't know. No. No, I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, they they won't be paying rent. Well, no one's paying for it at the moment. Well, if that's the case. Well, even if it's not the case, even if it's a private landlord, somebody somebody somewhere is losing out. I know the point you're trying to make is um, that they're, they're sponging off us and we're, we're, we're paying for it and we all of that stuff. But this is the thing with this whole story, Kev. We don't know. We don't know nothing about this family. I know we've just been, we've just been fed a little bit of uh, sen- sensationalism and yeah. that's what they're running with at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm trying my best, Kev, thank you for that. I'm trying my best to not go down the sensationalist route, but... Um, Sometimes it's very difficult. Let's go to uh, Callan. Good morning, Callan. Good morning. How well, are we, you? I'm, I'm very, very well. I was confused by the A when I was expecting an O, but it doesn't matter. It all works. <laughs> well, that makes me a foreigner. <laughs> it makes you a foreigner. Of course it does. A, a British person would have had an O as their second letter, their first vowel. Absolutely. You foreigners with your crazy vowels. What have you got for us, Callan? Well, uh, about these 12 fellas uh, from Luton. You yes. know what? It's fine. They left. We have to let them back. But there is a way. Uh, they would be subject to the anti-terrorism law, and I think that will cut their desire to return. Because under this anti-terrorism law, they can be held for just about indefinitely. And uh, I'm absolutely sure that people here would have lots of questions for them. That's all. Catherine, you raised a good point in my ear. How sure are you that they're terrorists? Haven't they just moved? Um, well, they've moved to a hostile territory that has declared war to every civilized country in the world. They have 
Well, well, no, well, that's it, but, ah, but Syria hasn't. Syria hasn't. And uh, Catherine and I have got a friend, a, a, a vague uh, colleague, who has Syrian family. You know, the, no, Syrians aren't terrorists. Uh, not all Syrians are terrorists. However, according to the um, according to the latest update on the uh, government website, it's strongly not recommended to travel. Oh, I wouldn't want to go there. That's, that's one thing. And second, Syria is actually uh, considered, at least by the United States, mm. as a terror, uh, terrorism, um, sponsoring terrorism country. Yeah. So obviously they would be subject to this anti-terrorist law because there was no reasonable reason for them to travel to that country. Yes, there is, because they want to live under a certain regime. They're allowed to choose that, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They can go, they can leave, nobody says they cannot return. They can even come back. They're British citizens. They can come back. However, they would be subject to the interrogation or detention for a certain time of period until uh, the authorities here are satisfied that there is nothing that could threaten the country. Okay, Callie, thank you very much indeed. 03459 Can I just lighten the mood ever so slightly, would you mind? Is that okay? No, actively encouraging. Thank you. Oh, no, hang on a second. I've just got... Hang on. Here we go. Computer? Computer? A biddly biddly bong. Thank you. That's, um... And this... Shut up and listen. There we go. <laughs> that is powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Shut up and listen. That sounds like the kind of man who has snapped and he's holding a revolver pointed at you. And all it is is because you um, once played music a little bit too loud at three o'clock in the morning and he's kicked off. That's all that is. Oh, blimey, look at the time. I'm late for this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, let's start on the A1M. Really slow, southbound 9 to 7 this morning. That's Letchworth down to Stephen, as you can see on the speed sensors. Also, delays are just spotted on the A414 into Hartford. East and westbound, uh, I think, is uh, all down to roadworks. And uh, just uh, be aware, out of Hitchin on the A602 down to the A1M. That is still very slow because of congestion on the A1M this morning. M1 starting to ease a little bit. South of Toddington services down towards 9 Redbourne. Anti-clockwise M25, all that slow from, I would say, 19 to 16 now. M40 is looking pretty good. A404 though still heavy passing Marlow heading down to Maidenhead on the 404 and uh, as for the trains, well a good service uh, this morning. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you James. Right, it's uh, 8.47, it's Monday the 6th of July, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines. Uh, the government is contacting British people living in Greece and also offering advice to holidaymakers after the Greek people rejected an international bailout. Family doctors have raised renewed concerns about the level of support available for people with dementia and their carers. And a relative of the family of 12 from Luton, who are understood to have travelled to Syria, has urged them to return home. It's time to get the weather. Shut up and listen. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, a fair amount of sunshine around for many of us this morning, but uh, the further west you are, the more cloud today and that building for many of us as we head into the afternoon. It's medium level cloud with highs of 22 degrees Celsius. There is a slight chance that uh, for more western parts you could just get the odd outbreak of rain just slipping in. Uh, tonight, though, largely dry and clear with lows of 13 degrees. And tomorrow, a cooler start to the day. Some uh, rather heavy showers pushing northeastwards. So we'll see most of those in the morning. So quite a lot of cloud around then too but uh, we do see some breaks in the afternoon to let some sunny spells through but that also could then kick off some further showers but for many of us quite a nice end to the day with highs of 23 degrees celsius wednesday a bit more cloudy with some outbreaks of rain on the cards a northerly wind flow brings some cooler air in so feeling quite a bit cooler than it has been recently on wednesday and thursday drier on thursday though with more hope of sunshine as high pressure starts to build from the southwest and on friday much much warmer once more and drier too. That's your latest forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost to spending um, 10 minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, this weekend they're walking 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. Oh, it's a parterre, is it? <laughs> I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a, there's a good Pradell. Have you seen the Pradell? No. Beverly, someone suggested Beverly Craven. Yeah. I would have some of that. Gem, we've got Dido. Um, that's the other one I was thinking of, um, as well as Duffy, Ellie Goulding. Oh Ellie Goulding was, was pre-Dell. No, I don't think she was pre. She was pre-Dell. post-Dell, isn't she? She's pre-Dell. Mm. She released her first album in 2010. When did Adele do it? When she Before. was 20. She was 21. Uh, no. She was 21. Was 19. When she was 20. Sorry? 19. She's 19. She's, so, okay, so when did she release that? When she was 19. No, she didn't release it when she was 19. Kiss it! Uh, she wrote it when she was 19. Thank you! Let's just check this out. Yeah, let's check it. Let's, what, listen, what, if we don't like anything... Uh, uh, hang on, no. If we do like stuff, we like facts, don't we, Just? We do, boss. We do indeed. Uh, when did um, 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 uh, Adele release 19? Uh, it's really important been... as to... Because okay. okay. if, if we don't find out, we don't 2008, know if... 2008. So, exactly. That? So, Ellie Goulding is Pradell. No, you said... Yeah, Ellie Goulding is Pradell. <laughs> Stay there, Justin. I want to bring uh, Nadim um, onto the radio with me because it's a really cool place to hang out. Hi, Nadim. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Uh, what have you got for us? Uh, just wondering about all this conversation going on about this uh, uh, family going to, to IS or whatever. First of all, we don't have all the information, so therefore we cannot take a decision. And second of all, my point was that uh, if they want to go, surely we should not stop people who want to go and we want to keep the people who want to stay in the country rather than force people to stay with us if if they've got you know if if they do not want to stay and follow the the law of the country and appreciate what we've got then let them go because there are people dying to come to uk um why are we all interested in this or, or, or why are a significant number of people interested in this story no, it's just we actually nobody can get their head around as to why would anybody in their right mind, especially someone who is as ill as that, uh, you know, you've just mentioned that they've got cancer and all that kind of stuff. I cannot get my head around why would anybody 
would go to a country like that. Uh, as we said earlier on, we are all speculating and guessing, so we don't have the, the right information with us. Nobody's got the correct information, but I cannot get my head around why would an 80-year-old guy would go to, uh, to, to a war zone. And especially, you know, they don't have the right facilities. They don't How do you know the, that? How do you know that? I think, is it not a, a, a you know, they, they are in a, in a completely war zone and no, they're, no. they're desperate for uh, things? No. The, surely they cannot have the, the, the infrastructure like UK. Surely. Mm. The, the, the doctors and the... No, but this is the this is the thing. Everyone thinks that Syria is like some backwards country where everyone's living in caves. It's not. It's, it's a really. It's a. It's a, it's a developed country. All as good as UK. Okay. Maybe not as good as the UK, but I'm looking at pictures of it. Look, it looks really nice. It looks lovely. I mean, you click on the ones where everything's been bombed. It doesn't look quite so good, but it's Syria is a developed country. Uh, Steve's on the line. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say, boss? Um. <laughs> I'm just wondering if this family actually even exists, because oh. no one seems to know anything about it. No one seems to know, uh, you know, wise or wherefore. So perhaps they don't even exist, and it's just a fabrication of. Uh, I don't know. Who would who would fabricate who would fabricate such a thing? Mate, I don't know at all who would fabricate stuff like that just to kind of keep things stirring. Oh. oh. Are you suggesting, and I like, I like these kind of uh, conspiracy theories, Steve, are you suggesting that maybe this whole family is a construct of the government so that we have somebody to fear and be angry with that isn't David Cameron? Um, yes, very probably, mate. That would, that, would, um, that would be something I would suggest. I don't believe it, but it's certainly an interesting, um, it's certainly an interesting train of thought to play with because it is often argued, isn't it, that we all need a, a bogeyman, we all need a bad guy to, you, you know, to, to hate. So it kind of diverts us from, oh, I don't know, twelve billion pounds worth of benefit cuts about to be announced in two days' time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's precisely my point. You know, I mean, it, it, it's always there's always someone in the press. It was Jihadi John. It was someone else. It's Anjam. It's this. It's that. Really? Just I don't know. Surely, um, I don't. I don't care about these people. Steve, no, I, Steve, I've got to move on because I'm, I'm going to go back to Daily. Daily's got, got a piece for us, but uh, I do. I have to say, I don't really buy into many conspiracy theories. Although Princess Diana one, I kind of, um, you know, I think there was something more going on there. But you know, uh, JFK was probably shot by one bloke. Um, the, the people that crashed into the twin towers, it was probably you know a dozen people. It, 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 it wasn't you know the American government. So I don't buy your theory, Steve, but I always love discussing those theories. I think it is handy to have a distraction, isn't it? In, oh, of course. Well, we always have. We had, obviously, we had uh, the Nazis. Uh, then we had the Reds under the beds. And then in the 80s, we had communist Russia. And in the 90s, a good day to bury bad news. Exactly, you see. Exactly. Justin. Loving that call. L I love it. I love it. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists are welcome always on this show. And uh, they will be challenged. And I probably won't buy them. But I do like hearing them. Anyway, mm, mm. who's on telly too much, Just? Uh, for me, I would say at the moment probably holly willoughby probably on tv too much for me personally yes a uh, very nice lady lovely figure as well but for me a little bit a uh, bit too much on tv okay well she's um, um she's a delightful lady uh <laughs> but i can understand your point point taken we're going to discuss geezers in a minute which i don't yeah, know if yeah. you heard us mentioning it's, oh, it's an yeah, idea we've idea. got but you have yep. taken this to the street haven't you yeah you've been asking this morning uh, for you who is on tv too much you the same sort of names coming up here but uh, here's what the streets had to say this morning boss Chris Evans. 
What have you got against gingers? I haven't got anything against ginger people. Who are you? My name's J-Dog. All oh, right. Um, Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon? I hate him. Why do you hate him? Come on, talk to me. I, I just... I can't he's stand him. He's too over the top. He's too over... He's, he's crude. He's crude and rude. You see, deep down, I think you've got the hots for him. <laughs> no, I haven't. I can come assure on. you. I can assure you. So if he said to you, come on, let's go out for a, for a fish finger sandwich, you would say no? Definitely. And you're all creamed up this morning already. Sorry, Good yeah. for you. Um, who's on TV too much? Simon Cow. I'm just fed up with reality shows. Yeah? Yeah, totally fed up with them. You know his shirts? Yeah. Do you find them a turn on? No. Or his high waisters. <laughs> nothing about the cowmeister turns you on? Absolutely nothing. Not his dyed hair, nothing. So if he was here and he said, I'll tell you what, I'll cream you up this morning, I'll put that cream on your back, you'd say no? No, I don't want to. You're a hard it. woman to please, you are. Not really. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sir, can I ask you a quick question? Have I got swag? Swag? Eric, great name, great vibe. Eric, who's on TV too much? Noel Edmonds. <laughs> does his beard make you sick? Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry? Yeah. Simon Cow. What's up with Simon Cow? He's just on everything, mate. He's, he's trying to get the monopoly on television. If he was walking down this street right now, what, what would you say to him face to face? Find some people that can sing. Great advice. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Look at you two. Roof down, beautiful morning. Who's on TV too much? Ant and Deck. What's wrong with Ant and Deck? Nothing's wrong with them, but they're just constantly on the telly. There, in your face the whole time. Would you say it to their face? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Let's leave it there, you're all mouth. <laughs> What's going on with your trousers today, Just? What do you mean? What, what, what? It says on my screen I've got to ask you about your trousers. What's wrong, what's wrong with his trousers? Oh, well, I know what you're getting at there, yeah. Um, yeah, because they're, they're, they're quite tight. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in the last week or so, oh. um, I've lost uh, three packets of cigarettes. that they, they just popped out. <laughs> oh, mate. It's like the other day when you were telling me about squeezing a banana out of the skin. Hey, yeah. what? hey come yeah. on, guys, let's keep it clean. Listen, we've not yeah, got much on. time, Justin. Mm, mm. I've come up with an idea for a TV show I think will be great for ITV2, maybe even ITV4. Mm. 10.30 at night, it's called Gizaz. It's <laughs> filmed in a mock-up of your flat. Or in his flat. Yeah, yeah I think it's got to be a mock-up, because I want it to be a little bit bigger. Mm. Uh, and basically, you invite geezers round, and it might Brilliant. be um, some football geezer. Yeah. Uh, it might be, um, like, a cop... It might be Dennis. It might be a coppo's geezer. Yeah, yeah. It yep. could be anybody who's geezers, and then you just, you just like, hang out and chat. Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. No. I think my first guest would be Chaz from Chaz and Dave. Oh, you see? And He's already yeah, exactly, got it! Yeah, exactly. And also, on my show in a couple of weeks' time, we're having a geezer's day. Yeah. Uh, so songs like Chaz and Dave, Ain't No Pleasing You. We're going to have two hours of songs uh. for the geezers, by the geezers. So this TV show yeah. could be an absolute winner. Stick. Just let me think about it, Justin. I, I know people. Well, Paul Scoynes, he's got a camera. We'll film it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Really slow on the A1M passing Stevenage down from Letchworth, we can see on the speed sensors, and that's causing quite a queue out of Hitchin on the A602 towards the A1M. The M1 is busy in patches south of uh, Bedford down towards Toddington Services, and then it's quite heavy down towards Redbourne. Anti clockwise M25 is slow moving from 17 to 16, approaching the M40, and as for the M40 itself, that's moving along very well. On to uh, trains, well, no reported problems this morning for trains across the three counties. I'm James. Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it, guys. That's your lot. Hey, podcast heaven, guys. Go to the BBC Three Counties website. No, me neither.
Go to iTunes then and type in Ian Lee. My podcast will pop up. Oh, cheeky. Download it. Last week's is a good one, guys. It's a good one. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian, and good morning. It's Monday morning. You're listening to the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tim Wheeler in for JVS. And this morning, I want to ask you, what's your reaction to what Sanawa and Omar have said? Two young Muslim men from Luton have told this radio station they know the family of 12 thought to be in Syria, and if they chose to go there, there's nothing wrong with what they've done. Sanawa and Omar told the Yasmin Khan show the family must want to live in a strict Islamic society to be better Muslims and it's hard to be a very strict Muslim in this country. When 